grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. I, you know what? I give you guys credit. You were in sync as hell. Like, nowhere yeah. close to the song, but in sync as hell. <laughs> Welcome in. It is episode number 32807 of Jobbing Out. Guesses? Guesses? Is that the zip code of the performance center? Very well done, sir. Very <laughs> wow. well done. I was going to guess, like, the number of minutes in every Marvel movie or something like that. I, mean, it feels I thought it was going to be about uh, the number of goals that Carolina is about to score wow, in the third period. Wow, what a dick. What a heel. What a <laughs> heel Brandon Linton turned into. Yeah, it is indeed the zip code for the Performance Center. That's where AJ is. It is uh, jabbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. He's Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, and he is, of course... The main event. 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 One more. There he is, AJ Francis. As uh, ah, damn it, he is down in Orlando. All right, so let's just get through this because we only have you for a little bit this week. Um, mm-hmm. What can you tell us? What can't you tell us? Tell us anyway. Um, I just got here today. Today we just did physicals and stuff. Um, that's, but that's really, that, there's nothing that's happened. Like I just went in, got my physical done. Um, they were surprised how little injuries I had playing football for so long. And that was about it. I mean, that's literally, did, I wore did you get to see Canyon? Did you get to see Canyon semen? Uh, no. What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy in personnel by the name of Canyon Seaman. Well, it's yeah. like the greatest name in well. the history of names. Uh, yes, there is, and I know I did not get to see well, Canyon that is, Seaman. That is a bummer. That is a bummer. <clears throat> um, expectations for the next couple of days? Um, I expect to bust my ass and uh, try to outperform every single person there, and earn a contract that I feel like I've basically been at arm's reach away from for 28 years all right you let you gave me a taste of the the promos when we were uh-huh. hanging out in new york would you be willing to share any of that um i can do the promo that i'm not gonna do okay all right all right that's fine all right that's fine we'll, we'll work with that uh so it, it starts off and goes allow me to reintroduce myself my name is frank and if you don't know, now you know. Look, I'm a star. No, I'm a supernova. I'm even brighter than a star. See, I can be seen from across the galaxy. That's why whenever you see me in a room, I command attention. 
So it doesn't matter if we face in this ring, we can face in the streets, we can fight on planet Earth anywhere you want to, we can go to the moon, how about Mars, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, it doesn't matter, the first thing I'm going to do is sun you, and the second thing I'm going to do is whip Uranus. I like that. So, oh. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't pop for that the way that I do, but I pop for it, man. He got me so good. We were sitting on, uh, waiting for a subway in New York, and I'm, like, waiting for the build, and I'm like, I don't know where this is going. And damn it if I didn't pop like hell in front of a silly group of strangers for that one. I and then I, I, just fin- I just finished it after that. But, yeah, that was the one, that was one of the contenders that uh, I left off the list. That Uranus joke is just too perfect. It's not know? bad. It ain't bad. So, so how many do you have to do? Like, what Do you know exactly what you're doing while you're there? I mean, I know I got to do one promo for sure. That's 60, min- 60 seconds. 60-minute 60 um, promo. Would that would be, be incredible. Yeah, anyway. I could pull it off. Um, I do every time we have a long show. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Not, re- not in recent weeks. I feel like in recent weeks. They, by the way, we're going to address a question uh, here in a second that came up from a listener about last week's show. I, I'm, okay. I don't know the answer, and I can't wait to find out. But go ahead. Okay. Um. Uh, I think I know what the question mm-hmm. is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you just want to deal with it now? <laughs> do you want to do you want to no, deal wait. with it? Because I think I know wait, my wait. answer already. And by the way, I noticed it slightly, but I left it alone when it happened. I, we're just gonna deal with it. Um, hey, so yeah, so. What were we talking about with NXT? You nope, got me laughing nope, about nope, nope. Something completely different. So, uh, Aaron, oh. Aaron, of course, you worked in radio for a little while. Um, Brandon, you've been around radio quite a bit in your profession, obviously. Um, <laughs> when I first got into radio, there was a saying that was, "You're not really a broadcaster until you've had sex on the air." <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I was, I think I was 21 at the time. I said, oh, that's a thing? So I was working on HFS at the time, the 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. And I made sure damn well that that happened very quickly in my career. Uh, AJ. <laughs> I don't think were, I don't were, I don't know what you're referring to. Were, were you were you perhaps during the course of last week's program? No. At I, any I point during that show. To. Were you maybe getting it in? I don't think I don't I don't I don't believe that's the thing that happened. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Tell the truth. You, were uh, you? Don't you? You know damn well. I I know the answer based on the way that you have responded to this question. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Now no, I just need you thing, to confirm it. No, what kind of self-respect a person would do something like that? You, know? you have no self-respect. What are you talking about? <laughs> you definitely would do something oh, like that. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I don't think there's anybody on the show that wouldn't do something like now, that. Now, there was a moment. It would be. There was a moment where I heard another voice, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I, "I noticed s- it too." I said, "Oh, oh." <laughs> And I didn't make a big deal out of it because, again, you know, we've all been in there with our homies. You know, that's the way it works, right? Like, you don't want to ruin the moment. So uh-huh. I said nothing, but I got maybe five responses from people that said, <laughs> yo, I got a yeah. question. <laughs> 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 to which I said, Look. I wondered too. 
here's the thing. The sugar bear gimmick is over. Like, I don't know what you're doing here. All right, so AJ is going to be at the Performance Center all weekend, and and maybe by the next time we do this show, he might have had to have retired because he might have uh, already had a deal signed with WWE. So this could be the this could be it. Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking for one. sure. Um, we will we will uh, talk more about that from your mouth to Vince's ears. Hey man, look, we are rooting for. Let's look. We all we're, hate we're you. rooting for you to get out of this podcast. Correct. We are rooting for you to never be able to do this show again. Oh, um, no, I still do the show every week. I don't know, man. I, there's some tough rules around those parts. I don't know how that Well, I would, just, I would just put the request in every week, and eventually they'd just get tired of me doing that. I guess that's true, too, right? They just sort of yeah. wear them down and be like, yo, just let me do the damn thing. You know what I mean? Um, so we will, see, we will see how that goes, but we are rooting like hell for you and hoping that that pans out in your favor. Since we don't have you for very long, uh, please, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and ask us the question. So who had the best match in WWE this week? I hate doing this, but I think AJ is going to be very happy with my answer. Oh, is that true? Yes. Boys, you want to chime in first? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So, Aaron, do you have something different? I, I don't know what you guys are saying, but... I think it's Charlotte Bailey. Yes. I, I mean, See, I, I, I was going with AJ, Joe, and Ray, but I have no problem with Charlotte Bailey. That match I mean, was good. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of like biased against multiple people matches for some reason. <laughs> that's a that's very weird. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. See, I'm good, well, like it's, it's true. We, we've talked about it before. A good singles match is better than a good multi. Well, I think that, match. I agree. Okay, I think that you can do. I actually don't even think that's true. Like uh, to me, like if it's done properly, a triple threat would be better than a would be better than a two person match because you always had that third person to play off of. What I was, will say this: the one that's, thing that's I, the reason why that's the reason why so many tag team matches are so much better than your well, tag tag matches. Know. Tag matches, I think, are, are different than they're different. They're different because they just have more people. The more guys you got, the better. Well, and, and you, you and you have the inherent story in it: the trying to get the tag, the going in and out. I think that's at least to me that makes it better than a triple threat or a fatal four way or whatever. But go ahead. I mean, I, I, thought, I thought it was Brandon. Well, Brandon. Yeah, well, I thought the one thing I thought so. There's there a couple other. Uh, uh, let's just say this. I thought this week's programming was very good. Um, I thought Raw and SmackDown were both really solid. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of matches on Raw that stood out to me. Um, it's mostly the matches from SmackDown. Um, and I like them all for different reasons. I just think the best pure wrestling match was Charlotte and Asuka. But I think Andrade and Finn Balor is probably like on, honorable mention, um, and and the triple threats were good. But I the thing that took me out of those is I knew who was going to win both of them. Um, but that being said, that's what made the main event so good because I really didn't know who was going to win that match. I didn't know if they were really going to give us AJ Seth or if um, or if they were going to give us uh, Baron Corbin, uh, I, which is what yeah. we all. I think we all kind of thought that that's where I, I, we were going. I agree with that. I mean, I, I absolutely, and I know Aaron, you know, tweeted it out like 20 minutes before that. Because and I like, screwed up because those are from Raw, but still, same point. No, 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 I get what you're saying. And uh, I'm, I'm in agreement that I, I think they did a good job of selling us on the idea that we might get one thing. Look, on Tuesday night when we got to the main event, I had no doubt that Kevin Owens was turning. But in fairness, we all had the same feeling a week ago, and it didn't happen. Yeah, S if you had told it me was, they had dragged it out another week, right, it was plausible. right. It was done so well. I, and I, what I agree, what I like that they did is have the match finish before they did the turn. 
because in that way they actually kind of still managed to, to catch you off guard. Oh um, yeah, I was actually still surprised by the moment because he was like helping them beat down. You know what I mean? He right. was helping them in the beat down moment. Like um, that went on a little bit longer than normal for for that kind of spot, which I thought was cool. It was like Kofi pushes him out of the way. Kofi takes care of was it Rusev or whoever? Yeah. And then, and then it comes, and it was so perfect. No, and, was... and there were a few spots in there where it's like, oh, look, he's about to do the pop-out powerbomb. He's about to do the pop-up powerbomb, and he skipped it. So you're like, right. okay, maybe not this right. time. No, no, then no. he does the super kick. They did a really good job. Uh, but, yeah, ultimately I think the best pure wrestling match of the week was Charlotte Bailey. I mean, I just thought from, from start to finish they did a really good job. And Oh, you, oh because, because she's the vote? I didn't. Wow, boy, I'm really stunned. I'm really stunned by that. Really, I can't stunned. believe you went against Alicia Fox. Oh, I mean, trust me. Everything in my I, Aaron tweeted out something like, "This is going to be the one thing that gets Glenn to watch live on Monday night," and it did for a bit. It actually <laughs> for a bit got me to watch live. If they had started the show with it, I would have been watching live for a while. But when that wasn't the case, I started flipping around again. But yeah, I think it's Charlotte Bailey. Uh, AJ, uh, I'm assuming that gets your vote as well. I mean, there's Charlotte in the match. Yeah, that's what I figured. So that's that's our winner for the week. Our uh, match of the week was Charlotte Bailey, so you can uh, update. Uh, I will and... update the standings, and I will bring them to you live. All right, very good. Um, let's go back to Raw, and then we'll get back into SmackDown in segment number two. Um, I guess We're still we... shaking up the superstars. Yeah, and I guess before we even get into Raw, we do have to address that. <laughs> Obviously. You know, like, I, in the world in which nothing matters... I can't really be I, – I can't even be angry about some of this stuff because it's so fucking hilarious. How could you be angry about it, right? Like, it's so goddamn funny that the Viking experience will go down as one of the greatest disasters ever that they literally had to change it within a week, right? Well, you like, realize that they might have changed it again in They the may have changed days. it again. Shut the they, fuck up. They might be the Viking, Viking warriors, warriors now. Yeah. What in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It is it. God bless. It's really funny. I'm sure it's not funny for them, but for me at this point, it's so funny that I can't even be mad about it. Like, when, when do they just start going as the artist formerly known as War Machine? I kind of would love that. I would actually also not be opposed to a bit where they change their name every week. I'm not yeah, Aaron, sure. Aaron, wasn't that what you tweeted out? Yes. They change their name every week. Uh, I yep. like that too. Yeah, I think uh, Chuck Taylor did that in uh, Shakara at one point. I'm not. I'm not gonna be angry if that ends up being the case. I think that's a good bit. So there are two reports floating around as to why everything was so fucked up. One, uh, as Brandon referenced in our uh, our the show that we do off the air in the text message during the course of the week, is the report that Fox wanted uh, Latin stars on SmackDown. And that's why Andrade had to go to SmackDown, which, you know, like, again, that that sounds very plausible, sounds completely logical. And I also, believe the other reason more. <laughs> I, I, well, but both of them are insane. And I'll get to both of these. Right. The other one, which, again, makes sense is, hey, there are actual human relationships that these people are in. And like, you know, they've been trying to do a pretty good job of not splitting up like people that are dating or married or whatever between two different shows which is wild because they used to love doing that correct it almost used to be like a, a whole bit but in recent years they've done a far better job of keeping people that are in relationships on the same show so they can travel together i don't know if you know if something led to that change in in culture or what 
Um, but that's the case. There's, there's two problems with both of these theories. Incredible people have thrown out both theories, and it might be that there's some truth to both of them, right? Um, yep. There's, there's two problems. There's, like, you knew all of that shit a week ago. <laughs> like, you didn't wake up on, on, on Sunday and say, oh, fuck, did you guys know that Charlotte and Andrade were dating? <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> found that out this weekend. Twofold, like, how you would do any of this and maybe not, like, mention, again, I, we can, I don't want to get into this whole debate about whether or not who makes final decisions and the whole fucking thing, but you wouldn't mention to your network partners, hey, this is what we're thinking about. Do you have any thoughts at all to the company that's giving you a billion fucking dollars? Well, what I'm time. thinking is maybe there was some kind of... Now, if this Fox thing, I think this sounds made up now that I heard the Charlotte thing. I think the Fox thing might be a little made uh, up. I don't think so like, because of the credibility of the people that are reporting it. Uh, but again, I, my Meltzer gut... Meltzer reported the Charlotte thing, right? right? No, uh, was that... I don't know. I don't feel like that... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the other one are was we a little do more. This about yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you're not going to win over AJ by crediting. I know. One to, I'm just saying it, the other one seemed a little more guessy. This one seems a little bit more legit. And and I, I will say this: if but despite all of that, if if it's the Fox thing, maybe they hit some kind of deadline or something where they were submitting like a big poster sheet of who was going to be on the show, and everyone was white, you know. And then they were yeah, like, I "Hey, mean, listen." Uh, you got three black guys uh, and a bunch of white guys. Up. Right. Upfronts are coming up, right? right? With the upfronts coming up, maybe they submitted a bunch of stuff and they're like, listen, we need more diversity on the show. I don't know. But the Charlotte thing, to me, is much more but, but in a way, plausible. Okay, maybe, but it's also, inc- like, in to be honest, it's much well, no, dumber. Listen, hold on. Here's my, so here's the rest of it. So the Charlotte thing also could mean they don't didn't really know what they were going to do with the titles. Or maybe they weren't 100% sure she was staying on SmackDown when they did this. So, there's also that. Well, but I mean, they knew the, that the fact that they're doing stuff and they're not sure what they're going to do going forward is not well, a good thing. Very typical, though. No, you're well, not wrong about that. That's that's not. That's I mean, that's the reality, and that's why again, I. You but can't... what's great about the whole thing is because they did that. Alistair Black also had to go to SmackDown right, because he had to. Follow and that's with, why. With well, Selena that's why Vega, I think right. it's the Charlotte thing because. It if it wasn't because of Charlotte, if they didn't if they didn't care so much about that, they wouldn't have sent Alistair Black back as well because they didn't give a shit about Selena Vega compared to Charlotte. You know what I mean? Uh, so perhaps, but again, I might again. I don't. Nobody knows the actual answer to any of this. But if that's if the answer is it's because of the relationship thing, you look so much dumber in the process. Like you knew. Wait, who wait, was wait, 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 wait. Is Alistair Black dating Selena Vega? Married. Yeah. Oh wow! Good on Alistair. Yeah, right. Black. No, no, no. Nobody's. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Tip the cap, right? Like we're all uh, the, the Derek Jeter cap tip to you, sir. Like I'm with you. Um, it, it's you knew all of these things when you sat down to think through a superstar shakeup. You knew who was in relationships, and the notion that it just crept up on you that like you can say, "Hey, they didn't maybe know what they were doing with Charlotte." Well, as of last Tuesday, they knew what they were doing with Charlotte. Like they they clearly had Charlotte on SmackDown. That was part of the plan. So, but I mean, they might not have. They might not have known that she wasn't going to beat Becky for the titles or something. Like maybe they were planning on some kind of potential title switch. You mean like at where, WrestleMania? That would put her on both shows. Oh, you're talking about like in a in a month. 
Yeah, like maybe they were like, oh, well, it's only for a couple of weeks. Charlotte's going to get the tie, might get the belt. And then I mean, they, they, whatever they decided, Charlotte's clearly on SmackDown. Maybe, now. but they had been pretty clearly saying last week that the two titles, that like that, that, that the Raw was being defended on Raw, the SmackDown was being defended on SmackDown. Well, and then they had Lacey Evans cut a yeah, promo that said she, she was taking she, both she, titles. She, she so I, I think there's a little up. bit of. Boy, did she fuck that up. Um, yeah. that was, that was a really bad, like, again, I, I go back to, you get an opportunity, fucking take advantage of your opportunity. Don't shit the bed when you get the opportunity. That was what AJ was mad about with Kofi a couple weeks ago and same goddamn thing. Now, again, you caught it. I, caught Kofi it. Shut, I would like to point out that Kofi shut me the hell up at WrestleMania. Correct. That yeah, is also true. I also, I also wouldn't put it past a dumbass writer for telling her to say that because they don't oh, yeah. know what the fuck's going on in the show. You know what I mean? I mean, they clearly don't. They don't know what the Viking Raiders names are. Well, no, they did. Yeah. It was Viking Raiders on Monday night, and then it became something else later. Um, and again, this all goes back to the bigger picture, which is like, I, I, I can't be angry about it. It's hilarious. The whole thing. <laughs> and the is, shows were good. That's yeah, the they, biggest part of it. They it's were. Like, who cares? Because the shows were really good. Um, I, I think the only thing, and again, we'll get back more into what actually happened on the shows. The only thing that jumped out at me of concern is they ended up splitting up a lot of tag teams in the process. And yeah. they were about a but you still but you still have a much stronger base. They they split up two tag teams, and one of them wasn't a real tag team. And you uh, can't count the bar because Sheamus is injured. So I mean, right, we don't it, really know. Uh, what if they're I, broken I'm not up really worried not. about whether or not they broke up the tag teams as much as they've created a very loaded mid card. There yes. is a yes. loaded uh, like it felt like wow. There's 70 different storylines. Then you throw in. You combine that with calling up Lars at the same time. You combine that with trying to push Cedric Alexander at the same time. Like, you have crowded the mid-card significantly, which somebody would say is a good problem to have, and there's some element of truth to that. But when we've been we thought they could execute it. Right. And when we've been bitching about certain guys in this, this, this process, like Shinsuke Nakamura, who haven't gotten shit from any of this, I, I don't know that a crowded mid-card would prove to be a very good thing at the moment. And I wouldn't say that Shinsuke got nothing. There's something to be said for that, AJ. You're right. There's, I mean, clearly there's something to be said for that, and somebody's got to become a star out of it, right? Like, yeah. I, I hear Push you. Cesaro. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree. I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, like you say that about Shinsuke, but I think that that was the third best, second or third best match of the week was Shinsuke and Kofi. Right, because Shinsuke is amazing, but do you feel like there's a point for what, like, did, did you walk out of that thinking, well, obviously they've got direction for Shinsuke, and they have a clear Actually, path. a little bit, because they didn't, he didn't pin him. Rusev broke up the, the ending of the match, so I feel like they're going to keep this thing going. I mean, they're in the main event. But Kofi's moving on right. to... Kevin Owens. Kevin That's Owens, so what's Shinsuke well, sure. doing? Couldn't the new, well, I guess it's only Xavier, but... It's only Xavier. Unless Tyler Breeze comes over because the superstar shakeup hasn't uh, yeah, been done yet, will never. Could, end. They, could they be involved? I mean, I don't know. Like, could I, there's something that they protected him? They didn't. He didn't pin him. You know. So there's there's that because he's been they've been dogging those guys for weeks. Well, correct. I mean, that's that's definitely true. And sure, I'm not. I, I would prefer him not to get pinned, but I just don't. I would also, like weird... also like to point out that Shinsuke Nakamura had a uh, main event match at WrestleMania. He just didn't win it. And he won the Royal Rumble, and he's the United States champion. So to say that he, they didn't do anything with him, how, is a little how have bit the of a last stretch. six months been? Would you they, say they've been bad? How have the last six months been for Shinsuke Nakamura? 
Oh, uh, not the best six months. Not good. <laughs> like they ain't been good, man. Like there's just no I, getting around man, it. Man, he looked awesome in that match with. Kobe. I don't. You're right because and Shinsuke Nakamura is incredible, right? Like, of course he's. You know, like if you see Shinsuke Nakamura, if he gets an opportunity, he's gonna blow you away. Oh, and they did. They actually did tease that they would potentially be fighting the Hardys for the belts and on commentary during that match. Right, Which they, is they great teased. if it's not just a one-off, but you know we had Rusev get a one-off WWE title shot, and you know that's what well, they do I with mean, Rusev. The Hardys <laughs> weren't even on the show, so I wouldn't be surprised if they put them over. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't think they're going to. They're going to, but yeah. it wouldn't shock either because the Hardys haven't even been on the show, and apparently. Jeff is dealing with a bit of an injury. Je Jeff is always dealing yeah, with an injury. He's also 47 years old or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but you know jumped what I'm saying? Like, knowing all of that. <laughs> right. Of right. Knowing all of that, we might be seeing a tag team title run for those guys. I mean, Good, I, I hope so. Yeah, I, I'm in favor of that, right? And, like, it'll be, and Shinsuke Nakamura will then be halfway to a grand slam. Uh, technically true. All of these things are accurate if that ends up being the case. I'm, I'm again, thumbs up all around if that's the case. The, the greater point is it's still a crowded mid-card, right? Like somebody yep. – they're not going to have 20 matches at every pay-per-view. So don't can, I point out, can I point out some, a couple of interesting things? Like so part of, uh, you know, the early the – early, the people that caught on to these switches early were people that were like watching WWE.com and when, when they were switching the profiles to the different shows – so I'm looking at it now. There's a couple interesting things on here that I didn't, wasn't aware of. Were you aware that Big Show is a SmackDown superstar? I, I mean, I'm he last sure. showed up on SmackDown. He he was you involved that, in the bar thing. Were you aware that Kane is a SmackDown superstar? I, I thought that Kane was legally not on a roster. That, <laughs> Did I mean, you know that? Um, well, Harper, I guess, is technically still on the roster. He's on SmackDown as well. He has not been released yet. Um. Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf are now listed as SmackDown superstars when they were Alexander weren't. Wolf is interesting because he's not. And right, we he's know on that because the UK, correct? Right. Correct. So it's kind of weird, right? And we know that they've been moving these around in real time, so it's weird that they sort of left that go. Um also we've got um who was the other one I thought Maurice is a SmackDown superstar, apparently. They split I, up Miz and Maurice. I genuinely... Mr. Mc, Mr. McMahon is a SmackDown superstar. Oh, okay, all right. Hey, that's a pretty big get <laughs> when you think about Damn. it. Um, which they is very weird Should have me. mentioned that on TV, I think. <laughs> um, I've used Shelton, last punch there. Shelton Benjamin is still there. Uh, he's Sin, the well, Don't ever forget, he's the welcoming committee. Right. Sin Cara is a SmackDown superstar. I did not know that. I've learned a lot here, actually. I've learned a great deal. Again, I'm not. None of this makes me angry. None. I. I it, it was a goofy week. It was clearly a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? And I. I have no doubt. Next week there will still be more. There will still be a thing or two that they'll get settled out. And AJ, I believe this is the point of the show where you say. Well, how many people are going to be on Raw Instagram? Right. Like, correct. Everybody. <laughs> like that's 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 the way that this goes. So I, you know. I, I'm not worked up about any of it. Like, we, we can make fun of it, and it was. It was fucking hilarious, and we're definitely going to make fun of the Viking experience or the Vi whatever the fuck we're going to do with that. The Viking warriors, the Viking Vikings. I don't give a shit. Um, they better go have can some we just good... call them Viking? Just... <laughs> By the way, I didn't even catch that, like, Eric and Ivar sounds exactly like former Major League Baseball player Eric Ibar. 
Like I never <laughs> caught. That. Is he former? Is he? Is he not? In the oh, I thought. Anymore? I thought he was done. Maybe he's still on a roster somewhere. I don't know. Oh, Mr. McMahon is listed on both shows. Oh, actually. oh. all right. Well, that actually Maybe he cloned himself. That makes yeah, sense. In fairness, right? And Tyler Breeze is listed he on owns, Raw. Yes, Tyler, well, that's that's why Xavier was was bitching about Tyler Breeze not coming over to SmackDown during the shakeup because he wasn't on Up Up Down Down. He wanted him for Up Up Down Down. Uh, Eric Ibar plays in the Mexican League these days. Oh, there he we go. Out of baseball has been for a couple of years apparently. So there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I have no further thoughts on that. AJ, because we gotta let you go. Anything from from this week that you want to make sure that you, you cover before you depart? Uh, I just want to know who had any fault in thinking that Charlotte would be the only woman in the top fifteen. Did did any of you think that? Oh, for the standings. So with the new standings, Charlotte is not only the only woman in the top 15, but she is top five <coughs> right now because she's the GOAT. How is that um, possible? Because hasn't she fought the same three people over and over again? Uh, I will tell you the entire standings as of right now because we are a solid three, almost four months into this, so there's enough of it. At, uh, in first place, we have... Actually, I'll read from the bottom up. 35th place, we got Matt Riddle. Wait, wait we're going to do the entire list? <laughs> really? Place. Are we really, really going to do the entire list? Fine, I'll just do the top 10. All right. Number 10 is Randy Orton with two wins, one on the way to scale. Number 9 is AJ Styles with two wins, one on the way to scale. Number 8 is Velveteen Dream with two wins and 1.5 on the way to scale. Uh, number 7 is Mustafa Ali with two wins, 1.5 oh, wow. on the way to scale. Number six is Johnny Gargano with two wins, 1.5 on the way to scale. Number five is Charlotte with two wins and two on the way to scale. Number four is Samoa Joe with three wins and 1.5 on the way to scale. Number three is Ricochet with three wins and two on the way to scale. Number two is Andrade Cien Almas with four wins and 2.5 on the way to scale. And number one, Rey Mysterio. wrestler of the year so far, is Rey Mysterio with five wins and 3.5 on the weighted scale. What we're saying is we need more Andrade versus Rey forever. We just need to keep doing this every week. And maybe make that, instead of doing a women's only show, just do a show that's only Andrade wrestles Rey Mysterio every week for the rest of <laughs> Nobody 2019. Nobody says no. And we all, right, correct, we literally, all watch Literally, I guarantee you, I'm more likely to watch a 30-minute show where it's just Andrade versus Rey Mysterio <laughs> than the entirety of 205 Live. I, if they oh, did a bit, 100%. if they did a bit where they actually like spun a wheel at the start of every week and said, "What kind of match are Rey and Andrade gonna have this week?" They spin <laughs> the wheel, make a deal, right, and it lands on whatever, and they say, "All right, guys, have yourself a night." I would watch it every Inferno goddamn match. Thursday. Here's a kennel from hell. Correct. I would do it every week. All right, uh, AJ, good luck this weekend, pal. Uh, we are rooting like hell for you, man. Um, may, may, again, may you be, be, may you be busy at this time next week. May for you sure. have bigger and better things. But if not, may the experience be something that pays off down the road and, and another opportunity. For comes. sure. Uh, get your plugs yeah, in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, man, and I appreciate you guys. This is all Aaron's fault. Like, this me sitting in this bed right now is all Aaron's fault because Aaron got me back into wrestling like nine years ago. And, I'm and, jotting this down. And Aaron and, will remind you of that when you prepare your Hall of Fame speech. Like, he right. will not let I you forget that. I might let Aaron induct me. Whoa. There we go. Whoa. Holy shit. You can do so much better. You can <laughs> do so much better. Um, yeah, get your plugs in. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. I just put up my match with Brian Idol. 
Um, it went very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you can tell in my Instagram story, Dave Meltzer actually gave it five stars. Who would you <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis Fono, and you'll see Frank Style Fridays, you'll see my music, I got my album Free Agent coming out, you'll see everything, the aftermath of this tryout, so appreciate you guys, and I uh, love you buddies. Alright, all right, dude, we will talk to you next week. Good Kill luck, it, man. Kill uh, thank you. That's AJ Francis, of course, uh, Sugar Bear from uh, Sausage Castle Wrestling down there in Orlando at the Performance Center as he gets ready. Um... Do you want to do you want to take a break here? I, I yeah, want to take a break because we've been going back and forth anyway, so we might as well just do the wrap up and segment well, two I want, and Well, else. I think we need to spend a lot of time on Bray Wyatt. So yeah, yes. um, we'll, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, we'll do that when we come back in. By the way, uh, we do have a great guest coming up a little bit later on. It'll be a uh, uh, controversial uh, professional wrestler. And Aaron, you tell me if I'm wrong. Are are there a lot of are there more known out pro wrestlers than I realize there are? It depends how many you thought there were. I didn't think there were very many, right? Like I thought there were maybe a handful. Five, you know. There, yeah, there's probably still a handful. Yeah. Well, he's one of them, and he's one of the, the coolest ones. I freaking love Effie. Effie's amazing. He's an incredible performer. Um, not only is he a known out performer, but he ended up creating some controversy in our ranks, un, unbeknownst to him, when during WrestleMania weekend, as we were fighting about Lacey Evans. Uh, it was uncovered that he had been made. He was the one to make it public that there might be um, some issues with some of the things that Lacey Evans had said in the past. So we're going to talk. He said he'd talk about it. Um, we're going to talk to him about that. And also we're just going to talk about how effing aught. No, no pun intended. How effing awesome. How awesome. Yeah. He's dude. He is so great. So um, we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. Looking forward to chatting with Effie. That's on the way. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron, he's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate at Camden Yards. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for baseball season. Daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week. You can also book your private parties at Sliders with great spaces upstairs and on the outdoor patio overlooking Camden Yards. See every Orioles game on dozens of TVs and stop by before or after home games sliders baltimore's neighborhood sports bar see them at slidersbaltimore.com and be sure to visit sliders today hi i'm ben nash you may know me from the single funniest joke in wrestlemania history which i alone came up with more like kurt kankles am i right now back to jobbing out but those guys couldn't possibly come up with anything that funny especially glenn clark And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live. Uh, AJ is uh, off getting ready for a big day at the Performance Center tomorrow. All right, um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, why, why are you saying it like that? Look, I, I, I'm look. I said what I said on Monday night. I stand by it. If you're a professional wrestling fan and you did not enjoy the Firefly Funhouse promo, I, I don't know what you're into. I I don't know why you watch professional wrestling. It was absurd. It was incredible. It was all over the place. It was all of the things that I like when I watch professional wrestling. 
Um, I certainly I have, I have something I have to say about this. Okay. Yowie wowie. Yeah, yowie wowie. <laughs> yowie wowie. Look, I get it. Like, I, I, as I said in the same tweet, I get why if your response is, oh, this is going to be a shit show, and in a month they have, they'll have no idea what they're sure. doing, and they'll F it up. Like, yeah, I mean, I assume that about everybody. So, you know, like, why, why would I assume any different about Bray Wyatt? But as far as entertainment value is concerned and true surprise and something that we were all talking about, I thought this was a fucking grand slam this week. And Oh, absolutely. I wasn't even angry that they ran the exact same thing on SmackDown. Like I, nope. I thought it was so good, it deserved to just run again in its entirety and and breathe on SmackDown on Tuesday night. I I I was I would have been doing fucking roundhouse kicks in my my living room or in the you know if I'm in the back after that thing aired, I would have been so pumped up because it was freaking awesome. Listen, I mean, this this was this was very unexpected for me. Um considering the teasers they were running were much more chilling. Right. And, and of course there's an element of that to this, but um, I can't wait to see where this is going. I mean, I was, I watched this like six times because I was looking for all the little things that they put in there. Um, all the little Easter eggs that are in, that are in there in the house, mm-hmm. all of it, like him himself, like the way he played this, the way he did the hand to the ear and dude, there's not like just the hand to the ear, but the hurt hand to the right, ear. right. And like, there's so much depth to this. I read, like, I was obsessed with this, and I was like googling things and trying to find out. And I guess I found something that said, like, supposedly the Undertaker, Triple H, and um, is it Vince or what did it say? Um, were all involved in their hiring like Hollywood writers to help with it. Um, like they apparently are taking this super, oh, it's the under, actually, this is kind of surprising. The Undertaker, Jason Jordan and Triple H are working closely with Bray on this idea. And WWE has even hired a Hollywood writer to take a cautious and intelligent approach to everything we're about to witness. So great. Wonderful. This is, I'm really excited to see where this goes. You, you surprised me when you said Vince, because this does not smell like no, Vince No, there's no all. Vince. That was, was my bad. Say, yeah, there, there's absolutely no Vince in there. And like you said, I loved all the little things. about. And, and this is something, look, the original Bray Wyatt character, when it was Bray doing – Bray's a phenomenal performer. Correct. Anything, anything that's happened with him in the past has had nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. He's great. He's great at understanding his character. He's great when he's in control of doing things that make sense for his character. He is the perfect, you know, for lack of a better term, character actor. He knows who he is and he knows how to get it done. So the concept is there. The performer is there. There's no way it's executed well because it has too many layers to it, as you said. The layers are perfect, but anything that has multiple layers just gets absolutely erased. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't typically fit in the WWE world. Right. So that's not going to happen, but I'm going to enjoy it until it does completely implode in on itself. Do you think think there's any way we get a live version of this? Yes. I mean like a live version with a set and like... No. What, oh, you mean like a weekly show or something like that? No, not like every week, but like at some point. Like a version of the KO show, but like in, in like an in-ring show. I, I would like doubt they that. Set it up, like they set it up like they used to with the old shows, like on a stage yeah. off to the why, side. Why, why wouldn't they? I mean, like, I, Dude, they have to do that. You have to do that with this. I mean, we've only seen one yeah. little part of this, so I guess we have to see sort of how it develops. But like if, if, this, if this is going to be like a long 
tease where we're not going to see him in the arena for a while. I think eventually you need to have the live version with the house and like the Pee Wee's Playhouse, like the knockoff Pee Wee's Playhouse set, like on in an arena in a live setting. I, um, I, I, love I think it. you need, I, I don't think you can. Ha- I, that's one key, I think. I think you need to see him wrestle a match within the next four weeks. I don't think this can be a two, three month bill before he gets back in the ring. I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if it is, though. Yeah, oh, I, of course, I don't know but that I'd be surprised. That, that's going to be and, and troubling I, if it is. I, while I hear you on that, Aaron, I would also say back, I don't know that now's the right time because I'll go back to the crowded mid-card problem, right? Like, Fair. I, I don't know that you want to force this right now when it can get swallowed up. I don't um, think you need to force anything. I don't think you need to force a big storyline. You just I think you need to see him wrestle in this new role. It can be why? a five-minute, basically, squash match. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that necessarily. I would say two things. One, I think the biggest problem will ultimately come which will be at some point Vince will say, okay, but is he a heel or is he a face? And I think that's when trouble will set in because obviously well, that's the best part about this right. is that you well, don't know. Exactly and, right. Well, I mean, anything that Vince says, anytime Vince wants to get his hands on it is going to be trouble. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I would, I would go a step further, which at, at the, the bare minimum, right? Um, it's, I think it's fine, even with him, the characters be a little complicated or have some... But at heart, like you're supposed to know in booking, is this a good guy or a bad guy? And as Brandon points out, like the entire concept of this character is we don't fucking know. And I, I, I don't know how many examples do we have of guys that they were able to roll like that. Like there were, there's plenty of examples of, well, we want you to treat him like a face, but you guys are booing him. There's plenty of that type of stuff. But how many examples do we have of characters that got long runs without ever really telling us whether or not they were a good guy. It, it doesn't happen. By the way, how fucking perfect is this? Because it's they're doing it with someone who was already getting that reaction, where basically they were a heel that was cheered. Sure. Um, so yeah. And they were getting, and he's getting the fireflies at the yeah. entrance, which plays right into this. So, like, it's so perfect because even the crowd isn't going to shit on. You know what I mean? The well, crowd I mean, look, is going to play right into this. Wrestling fans will. I mean, I don't know how this goes with the John Cena crowd. I don't know how this works with. The... It definitely confused my wife a bit. Right, and that's and... no, but like in arenas b- prior, he was cheered. Right, for the most and part. So I, mean, I th- well, people really loved his entrance. Gonna... People really loved his entrance, and yeah. and that was easy. Right. No matter how old you were, no matter what you were watching the show for, you. I mean, who didn't fucking love all the? It's like the Undertaker thing, you know what I mean? Like what what isn't there to love about it? Um, That's one thing, though. I don't think you can do the old entrance. No. I mean, you can do the old. You shouldn't do the Not old right entrance. now. No, you, no. you can't do the old entrance. No. You can't do the old music. And yes. what, I th- what I think is really interesting about this is, like, when you said that you think trouble sets in when they decide whether he's good. I, I think it trouble sets in when he walks into the arena. Yeah, sure. They, they have to do that. If they fuck that up, it's over. Which is why I want an early one. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I want an early just a, a kind of sense of, okay, this is what he is in ring. I, I think we want that early on, at least yeah. a slight sense of what he is in the ring and but what in, that character in, is in the I, arena. I assume in the ring he's Bray Wyatt, right? Like, I assume... Here's the, pro- here's the problem. If you do that, if you have him come out next week and he comes out to this fucking music with a sweater on... What? Yeah, what's the reason? It could go south really quick. Yeah. I think we need to develop I, I don't this that, a little, I, a little bit more. Not next week. I'm talking like... What, what day? It's April 24th right now. I think by. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like May 24th. I don't want this to go into July and we have Like maybe the, the night rain. after Money in the Bank or yeah. something? Or yeah. like. 
I mean, I think what I what I would like to see happen, which you're going to hate probably. So what what are the next couple pay per views? Uh, Money in the I Bank. I guess and Backlash then... is back. No. Yeah, yeah, we got Money in the Bank. We got the Saudi shows. I, the, we the, got the word was they just completely canceled one of them, and then they right? put it back in. Yeah, it's back. Oh, that's back. Oh, okay. They canceled the, it, and then it was back. Yeah. The 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 problem, the big problem with Backlash, or at least whatever the June pay per view was, was that it was originally scheduled right up against that Saudi show. Right. right. It was like a week later or something. Or yeah. 10 yeah days so later. so they can't they they pushed it back like ten days or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the schedule. So, uh, Money in the Bank on May 19th. Uh, so when they, because they, it has not, it's not back up on this official schedule. Here's what I would like to see. I would like to see nothing. At, I'm nothing. Backlash re- rescheduled for June 23rd. June 23rd. All right. Thanks. And we've got extreme rules in July. Yep. So I'd like to see maybe nothing through backlash and then maybe like he does a live promo thing at extreme rules and debuts at SummerSlam as a wrestler i and don't know if they can pull it do. off that long but why there's so much of, like, four months point, of not seeing him wrestle is well, it's, it's never been, been, been good when they're seeing him wrestle <laughs> i mean but you have but he had no presence like it wasn't like you were just showing like, I think it depends on what they do. Like, if, would, if they start having him in the arena right. doing these, then maybe it can be prolonged. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. That's a long. That, that's like a. That's a long time and kind of like a uh, wishful thinking on my part to make the biggest splash, but it's like too much time. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I, I just want them to. I want them to do this so that it makes the right impact whenever right. he finally wrestles. I hear you. And again, yes. I, I, I think we all want the same thing. I think that nat- there's a natural cynicism to me that, ex- as I admitted, I, I, it works this way with everybody, but particularly because of how nuanced this character is. Like, I, I watch them get easy characters wrong and not know what to do. This is right. a really difficult one. This By the is way, a, how good does he look? Oh, my God. He looks oh, incredible. Yes. He looks, Holy he looks shit. Great. This guy's in amazing shape Absolutely. right now. He looks great. He, you know, by the way, if I was having sex with JoJo on the regular, I would probably look better, too. Um, but, like, I, you know, every, there's everything to like about this today. Today. I could not believe that anyone would react negatively to it. It's awesome. It's what we want. We want depth. We want nuance. We want all of those things. It's just that we don't believe that they will be translated the way that we want them to be because we've been conditioned to believe that. So we'll see. Um, I'm fascinated by it. I, I really, it, it, it is absolutely something that I will now tune in every week to see as it turns. I would, I would say it can't just be the same thing, right? Like if what they did was shoot four different vignettes that are essentially all the exact same to air over the course of the next four weeks, that doesn't work for me quite as well, right? Like, and, and I think that that's part of my reasoning to want to see him do something in the ring. No, you I, know, I I hear you, but I I would actually agree with Brandon. I think that you can you can accomplish some of that by having him do something in the arena, by having him interact with somebody, or by doing a a show, a, whatever it is, a fun house show. That's I'm fine with that. Just maybe not in Saudi Arabia. But but Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel come out as the live mascots. Uh, I would not hate any of this. I would not hate it one bit. 
this if, if there's ever a time to work Bo Dallas in into his program, it's this. Yes. I mean, <laughs> what else are you doing? I mean, absolutely. I'm call him his brother. Right, I mean, correct. like, just do it. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, what else from TV this week that we need to cover? Um, we're gonna get. Uh, well, we've got some money in the bank matches. Yeah. Um, we're getting Seth Rollins and AJ Styles for the title. Which, which was genuinely surprising. I mean, like, I think that we were all conditioned to the idea that that was going to be Baron Corbin. And, you know, like, okay, you get through a month with Baron Corbin. Like, that, that fine. You know, the whole it's deal. It's that money in the bank. Money, in, you know, the ladder match is usually the featured match on the show. But So it works out. But, you know, holy shit. That's Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Like, I, you can't. It's weird. Like, I, it's a weird thing to do with your two of your top faces. I do wonder if, you know, and I know that Aaron, you alluded to this as well, but like you date back to where it looked like maybe things were going with AJ Styles a little while ago, and maybe that ends up being the, the place to pull the trigger. Um, you know, it's it's going to be hard to have two top faces because I think we're all assuming that Seth is going to be a top face for some time, right? It's, yeah, we should. So, I, I smell a little bit of shenanigans here. Oh, there's, I'm convinced that, Something big is happening. Either they're adding somebody to this match. It is four weeks off. Something could happen to the match itself, or one of the two are turning by the end of the match, if not before. No, I don't think anybody's turning. I smell shenanigans like we're not getting the match. Oh, that's very possible. I I think it's going to be like Baron Corbin throws AJ Styles into a dumpster or something. Sure. Triple threat or something like that. Absolutely. Or even or even he's quote unquote injured and we get the Baron Corbin match that that they've been telling that everyone behind the scenes has been saying we're getting. By the way, Um, do you guys remember there used to be a wrestler named Braun Strowman in WWE? Are you? Yeah. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. Do you remember? I I, I assume he's he's gearing up for Joe and they just didn't want to get Joe involved. So Joe could, you know, lose not clean, you know, semi cleanly there and he comes out next week. He did a dark. He did a dark segment after Raw. I, um, I assume it just he didn't fit on this this show, so he's there next right. week. Right. I hope so. I mean, like, holy shit. Or maybe he's going to win Money in the Bank again That's and waste co- it again. Correct. And by the way, as I keep talking about the crowd at Midcard, look at everything there, and, and where's Braun Strowman, right? So, I, Brent, I don't think that your thought process is crazy that that could end up being the case. Um, I, I, I'm more inclined. Again, I think, I think that it's going to be tough if if Seth Rollins is your top face, top face, what does that mean for AJ Styles? And oh, he's losing. Well, not not just for the match. If the match I mean, happens. He's. Losing. I mean, like for the next year, what does that mean for AJ Styles? Are there enough relevant things that you can keep doing with a secondary top face throughout the course of the year? I mean, the answer should be yes, but do I trust that? Well, let's let's talk about what else they did on the show, which I thought was impressive. I think. It would have been really easy for them to want to put Cedric Alexander and Ricochet over in those matches, but they didn't. They let Bobby Roode win. They let it's Robert um, Roode and show Robert. some respect. Ro- yeah, I'm sorry, on, Robert Roode won and Cesaro won, and I think those are some very important steps into building some more uh, elevated heels so that people feel a little more threatened. Because, like you're right, it, uh, like right now, it's like so Baron really... Corbin isn't the best heel on the roster. Right. I mean, he is right now. I mean, that, but that's what I'm saying is that when he's the top heel, that's yeah, it's not exactly. ideal. Right. It's not. A, I guess true. You could make an argument. Drew McIntyre is up there, but I mean, like they just don't have the right 
I mean, those are the people they're using, but they don't have the right guys. Right, yeah. and, and that to me is also I, – look, I, I'm all for and in favor of all those things because I think those guys are all great and I, I like them. But I think AJ Styles is perhaps a top heel on the show for some time. Like, you, you do this one-off match, but it leads to something bigger, whether that's SummerSlam, wherever it is, where an AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, you know, heel versus face match feels like it's a big fucking deal. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I Like, that smells really good to me. Now, we haven't seen AJ in that role yet on this level, right? But yes, we have. As the top heel? Yes, he was the fucking champion, and he was a heel. He was a heel, but I don't remember him being the top heel that way. Um, yeah, beat up John Cena. You don't remember any of that? Yeah, that, I, that was before he was champion, though, the beat up John Cena. And he beat him for the title. Yeah, maybe. No, no he beat Dean Ambrose for the title. Uh, but he beat he him lost, when he had he the lost title. Cena. No, he, he lost did. to he, Cena when he, he had the title. He beat him the first time, though. He no, beat th- him he didn't time. have the title yet. Those those two things happened over. He had two wins over him over the summer. He beat, got the title from Dean Ambrose, and then John Cena came back at the Rumble and beat him. He did not the win the first match. All right, you guys are going to have to solve this one. I'm, I, I don't remember. By the way, he, I, yeah, Styles never beat Cena for the title. That's one thing he hasn't done. Um, okay, well, either way, he was the top heel on the show. He was the heel champion. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I remember that maybe because it was positioned against John Cena, I didn't feel that way about him, right? And maybe it was just because AJ Styles was so new that there were so many people that were genuine. Wait, 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 wait. wait. He that was positioned the James against Ellsworth. John Cena, and he's not the number one heel. Well, that, that was you're listening to what because, you said. Because everybody boos John Cena. But it doesn't matter. No, he no, was the top I, again, heel. It was, that was one. Ma- I, I, the, I mean, most of his heel championship run was against Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth. Okay, Dean Ambrose was like the number one face in the company. Sure. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. Like you can't say he was never in this role. He was definitely I, in this role. I, I, I'm hearing you, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. It didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like it. Never to me felt. Maybe like you he didn't was... watch SmackDown for six months. Well, I mean, I can't help that. No, but... I remember seeing all of these things. Trust me, I remember all the entire James Ellsworth thing. It's not like I don't remember it. It never felt that big. It never felt like this was the guy that you're throwing everything behind. And again, I think part of that is because it was still in the the. You know the the glow of AJ Styles is on WWE programming, and there's a certain amount of us that could, just couldn't hate that. And there's this other guy. There's this other guy that was a face that had a big program with AJ Styles. You might remember him. His name is Chris Jericho. He's not a top guy either, though, right? I, I don't know what you're doing right now. Like I don't understand this bit. Like I, I you don't understand I, the bit where you said he wasn't a top heel in the company and he was for about a year. I, I, Brandon, you, fine. You get, you got it. You have it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you why it never felt that way. It never felt like he was the most hated heel because there were too many people that were into AJ Styles being on WWE TV. It never felt like Whether he was. Whether the fans decided to hate him or not is but that's irrelevant. A, there's they a still huge difference the between what Daniel Bryan became for Kofi Kingston and what AJ Styles was there. And the oh, concept, no, he wasn't that. That's the point that I'm trying to make. The point is, if you position him against Seth Rollins right now, you could get to that point where he can be that type of heel. Where he Maybe. can be the fucking know. despised. Now, I, I'm not trying to say that AJ Styles is Daniel Bryan. He's not. I get that. Nobody's Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's better than all of us can ever dream to be. But I think there's an opportunity for something that feels fresh, that feels different, that AJ Styles saying, fuck all of you, not just, hey, I'm here and I'm AJ Styles and, you know, I'm the heel because I say I'm the heel, but I know that a lot of you like me because I'm AJ Styles. I think the idea of doing something to truly make him revire, revere, Jesus Christ, I can't talk now. 
doing something like that would be big and fresh and cool and could set up a huge... Right now, give me your SummerSlam match for Seth Rollins. I mean, it's probably Seth Rollins and Brock. <laughs> I mean, that, that was like, actually my first I thought. mean, I, and fine, that might very well be the answer. But short of that, like unless... And I, maybe that is the plan. Maybe that's exactly the way it's going to go down. Short of that, I think that's the best thing that you could do to create an awesome fucking SummerSlam main event. And I don't think it's the, the worst thing. You could say, hey, you're burning this first Seth Rollins-AJ Styles thing, and it feels like it should be more of a dream match. Yeah, but I think if the plan is to ultimately set up something bigger, there's nothing wrong with doing it this way the first time to lead to a flip. Yeah, you, you intentionally do the lesser match, and then you do the turn or, or what, you know, however you want to set it up. But you, you make it very clear that that's not the end of it. It feels like with three and a half weeks or whatever we have left to go until the pay-per-view, that's why I feel like the shenanigans yeah, oh, are going to happen. Oh, something is happening. Yeah. You don't set this up four weeks ahead of time when you really didn't need... Like, you could have very easily uh, had the two triple threat matches and the number one contender match next week. Right. They I, did this for a reason. I, maybe, but I also think they like trying to get posters up and shit like that as soon as possible. You know what I mean? But the like, poster... The wait, 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 wait. wait. You mean this... The same company that set the um, matches for WrestleMania like two weeks before. Well, they didn't. They set the main event of WrestleMania like two months beforehand. You know, like they... the main event, but right. everything else. Well, what's what's the main event for Money in the Bank? Well, I actually have an is argument. It is it the ladder match? Well, I mean, if you're just saying it's, it's the ladder, ladder match, match so far. If it's just the ladder Charlotte match because it's the ladder match. Uh, Becky's fighting two matches. I know. I, I have a feeling they're going back to back, and she lo- and that's why she loses the second one. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, I know you threw that out last week, and there's a lot of logic that I actually, I don't know. I'm sort of convinced that you do this the first time to have her win both. Like, I do too. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, act- but 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 in that case, I don't think I still think you do the back to back thing. No, I think I don't think the Lacey Evans match is going to be a t- she like she said tap her out in five seconds or whatever. I think it's going to be a real match. Okay. And then I, I I think it's I think this match goes last, Charlotte Becky because I think it's the best match on the card. I mean, I mean if you don't count I mean, the ladder match, now well, the ladder second. match is last. Ladder yeah. match is but last. But this is also still Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. You're talking about and like, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, but I mean, I, star power wise, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles is still bigger than Kofi. Sure. Kingston, oh, of course. Kevin but Owens. I, I'm just saying, there's a lot of matches here that you could put at right. the end that right. would might feel bigger than Becky Charlotte even though Becky Charlotte's huge obviously I think I think I th- I think based off of what I think is going to happen in the matches it feels like either the ladder I, th- I think the ladder match might not be last it might be before the title match so that you can have some chicanery there and then I think they put Becky Charlotte last and but that's based off of the belief that I don't think Seth Rollins and and uh, AJ Styles is really happening, right? And I would say, that, like again, if if it happens, I think I agree with you. It has to be well. Last. And I would, I would also say, if like you're using it to flip AJ, if you, if there's an AJ heel turn, that should be how your show ends. Like yes. that, your, the, your last it. shot one should one thousand percent be depending AJ on who's winning the briefcase. Uh, who could win the briefcase at this point? That would create a Baron Corbin. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's what's fucking happening, by the way. Yeah. I would guarantee you that motherfucker wins. Elias. It, I mean, it's Elias your closing shot. Elias is cool. Like, I'm not telling you it's not cool, but you think Elias winning the briefcase is a bigger yeah. moment than AJ Styles no, no, no. turning heel? Of course heel? not. Like, Elias is fighting Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. It's been announced. Oh, okay. 
Which is dope. I actually love that. I, I mean, no, no one's complaining about yeah. that. Other than I like the little bit he's doing with Shane. It's making Shane somewhat interesting. Eh, um, somewhat. He, he's <laughs> palling around with Elias, and that's kind of funny to me. I don't know why, but like them jumping in the limo and yeah, driving away. Sure. Yeah, it's better. It's better than just Shane by himself. You're not. It's anything better. Than I that. will say this: it doesn't make any fucking sense that they had him attack. They had the Miz attack Shane on Raw one week. And then the next week, Shane's just on SmackDown. <laughs> it, it, it was to get it was in, about in, their, in their mind. It was to get Miz's heat back after losing. Like that's all it was. True. It just felt like a continue. You know, it felt like <laughs> yes. A- no, I I agree with you. In in reality, that's how it came off. In their mind, though, it was just oh, Miz got over on Shane or whatever. So that that's it. Now he can go ahead and go he on. Can go ahead and get pinned by Baron Corbin in the triple threat match. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I liked your tweet, by the way, Aaron. I got to tell you, um, for a second, I thought you spoiled, you spoiled it. Like, not that you know, it's my fault for looking at Twitter, but right. you were like, if Baron Corbin pins the Miz and AJ Styles in the same night, that people are gonna freak out. And I was like, oh my god, that motherfucker. And so I thought for sure, like when I was watching, I was like, there's no way AJ's winning this match because I thought you basically told me what happened. I mean, I, I really thought it was coming. Oh, I, 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 so I, I genuinely didn't realize you tweeted too. it before the show was over. Gotcha. So like when I when I watched it, I was legitimately oh, shocked yeah. that AJ Styles won. <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I tweeted I, that at the very beginning. I think before uh, Corbin even won the first match. I I didn't see that, and yet I still was genuinely shocked that he won. Like, I, And again, only based on the idea that Oh, this is this makes sense. They're trying to make Baron a strong heel. He's coming off the Kurt Angle win. He's obviously so it's, not. It's a good first title. Right. It, and, clear... and lately, we're like, is Baron Corbin in the match? <laughs> right. Correct. There's a lot of that. And and again, like I I actually would have had no problem with it being Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. Right. I get it. Nobody likes Baron Corbin, but like Seth Rollins is winning the match anyway. So right. like, right. I, I was actually not only was I at peace with it. I kind of thought it was a, was smart in a weird way. I was like, "All right, yeah, I get this. This is, yeah. this is fine." And so, because I had made such peace with it, I genuinely was stunned. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like, I, I gotta tell you, like, I know AJ would argue with me, and I, I think that Baron Corbin's like a lot of his heat right now is like, "We don't want to see you." I don't think it's like we're in on the show, we're booing you because you're no, a heel. I, I think I know what you're saying, but I but, uh, but listen, but listen, hold on. I'm gonna. All right. I have, a, but I think if the people who thought that saw the house shows they would be way more oh yeah. in in on him because he's so much better dude like yes. i can't tell you i mean i know we say this about a lot of guys he was the one in particular that when i went to the fairfax house show and he had the street fight i think it was him and braun Strowman. he impressed me so much he's so much better than he's on tv as far as ability wise and everything like that match was so good, and it had no business being as good as it was. And um, I, I, it's like the third time I've seen him in sort of like a dark situation or whatever. Oh my god, just take the freaking script off this guy. You know what I mean? He would be so much better. Like, so what you what you're talking about is really interesting because one of the conversations I had with somebody again who's tangentially involved was really fascinating, and it, it led from the conversation we had about badasses and heels and. One of the things he said was that with throughout the business, there is more awareness of not trying to make badass heels because you can't keep them heels. Right. We love badasses. It's just the way that it is. Right. Um, 
and that line and and Aaron refers to it a lot and we've talked about it of of heel heat versus we just don't fucking like this heat they're not really worried about that line as much as long as they get booed because at at this point it's almost the only way to get heel heat right I agree with you is dude he's so perfect for it too like what they're doing right now with him and having them list out all of his kind of impressive accomplishments (laughs) right right no I mean sure I mean, the, the, like, I, I totally, you know, I said this a week or two ago, like, I totally own up to, like, it was the right decision to put him over Kurt Angle. I was wrong. Like, the, the what they're doing with this is so perfect. And, like, the guy, they just, man, they just need to take the chains off this guy a little bit. Because he's so much better when what, he's not what, on TV. Again, I mean, I, I, I don't I remember that NXT you. house show we went to three it, years ago or whatever, and yeah. he was in the main event, and he yeah. was like talking to the crowd throughout. Dude, yeah. all that, all the, the his talking, yeah. his his promos are better. Like his, yeah, exactly. He's like teasing the crowd and stuff. I mean, he's just a bad, such a great yeah. sleazeball. The only thing know? I would say about, and I, I'll go back to it. The, the, when you say take the chains off, I hear you. I think their concern about that is if you take the chains off, then he's not a heel anymore. And then suddenly people. No, like no, no. I, I would. I, I know it. I know what you're saying, and I know what the probably the fear is. He wasn't cool, man. I don't mean it that way. I mean he was like that much more of a sleazeball, like picking on kids. And, I, right, but I mean I know that's a house show gimmick, but like there was just I don't know. And like, like I know what you're saying, you, and you are right about as far as the wrestling part goes, because he was doing stuff that's a little bit too. Um, cool for a he like you know like daniel bryan stopped doing a lot of his big flashy moves um because he was trying to be more heelish baron corbin has some more quick flashy stuff that he does sure, sure. at the house shows and, and i get why they don't want him doing that as far as the wrestling goes but um i don't know man i, I thought the same thing about some other guys i mean lesser talents like the ascension and people like that that i'm like Dude, these guys are so much more entertaining on the house shows. Well, <laughs> like and, and, they don't let them do anything on TV. But and again, um, for some people, I can accept that, right? And Aaron, and I we talk. Aaron talks about this a lot with like um, heavy machinery, right? Which is, I, it's okay for some guys for that to be their role. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually think it's important in professional wrestling to have a certain number of performers that kind of understand that's their role. And to some extent, again, I know he had obviously a main event run once upon a time, but to some extent. Our truth is a Hall of Famer in that role. You know what I mean? Like that—that yeah. that is crowds a, love him. The, correct. The He's, live crowd loves him, whether or not it translates to TV. Right, and when most of the time it does. You know, like most of the time, obviously, when he's doing the the a, a particularly absurd, you know, stuff. Sure, it yes. translates quite well. I, I'm talking about years. You know. Sure, but my like my argument would be, I'm okay with some guys just having that role for house shows. Like, I'm okay with. It's it's a bummer, and I'm sure they want more, and they desire more, and you know the ascension. I do think are really good, and it's a shame that they don't do more than that. But I, I, in in your wrestling roster, there has to be a number of guys whose whose role is essentially that. And um, you know, I, I I I'm with you that I think Baron Corbin can be better um, than what we've seen on TV, and I do actually think that it's it's measured that it's a measured attempt to. We want this guy to just be despised, and I, 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 it's a tough world, man. It really is a tough world to figure out what a heel is supposed to be in professional wrestling anymore. Because I think this is a perfect... Sammy's navigating the wire right now. Like, did you? You read my mind. I would say this is a perfect opportunity to bring up Sammy. Sure. 
I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Sa- Sammy, if he keeps doing what he's doing and then puts on the Sammy Zayn matches, he's, he's not going to get booed. Right. No. Right. He has to. He has to go full ECW Cactus Jack anti-hardcore. He has to put on shitty matches intentionally. Correct. And just to say, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about yeah. any of I'm you. I'm not performing for you. Right. You can't suddenly give a fuck, you know, because we want you to give a fuck. Then you're doing the thing that we want you to do. You know what I mean? See, but the crazy thing about that is I think that'll get over. Like, I think I think this is like the Drew Gulak theory. Like, if Drew Gulak was Sami Zayn, he would be super over because he just doesn't have that extra whatever it is that, but, you know. But I'm not, that, I'm not put, saying put on – I'm saying do, like, headlocks. I'm saying put on boring matches. Right, but, but I mean it's like boring it's like, matches. But it's People, like being a comedian's comedian. Like the the smarks are gonna be like think it's hilarious. Well, I mean, if you're they'll, making, they'll, the, th- they'll think it's hilarious if these are like two minute matches. Right. If these are ten minute matches where he's you know he's facing Cedric Alexander and he's putting him in headlocks and not letting him move. And these are long matches. People are gonna hate it. Right. That's not Orange Cassidy. You know, like that's not just go out there and and play the absurd hits and you know have everybody laugh. It, it is a little bit different in that way. Um, look, I, it's fat, it's interesting, and I'm interested to see where it goes with these guys. And I I like Baron Corbin. I I like I, God. Who doesn't like what Sami Zayn's doing right now? It's fucking incredible. But well, while we're talking about heels, so we've got two new heels. Not new, but new for Raw. New in the in the sense that they're kind of giving these guys a fresh uh, paint job, coat, fresh coat of paint. You got Robert Roode and you got Cesaro, right? Right. And um, I think it's dude. Both of these matches were interesting to me because I thought these are all guys. They're what they want to push, right? Like all four of them. Like they did all the video packages on Cedric and then had him lose to Cesaro, which was surprising to me a little bit more surprising than the ricochet thing and maybe someone might disagree with me but what well, we could get into that but like i the way they pushed cedric alexander with like three minutes of video packages and then i but i think they did the right thing like i think having I cesaro win that match makes sense um because they need heels but what did you guys think about ricochet losing to robert rude i think that ricochet can lose ricochet is so over and so you know such a great performer he can lose he's not going to instantly get an attire like i don't see him instantly at the top of the card so he can afford to lose i just don't like even though you say that they had you know big videos for cedric alexander and stuff i just i i don't you know until they have a guy go from 205 to the main roster and really get pushed and and ali might have been but we haven't seen it yet like he's he's on the right track he but he beat I'm, a lot of people. He did. He's he's on like I said, he's on the right track. I just want to see that sustained for a little bit. Yeah. But for the for the most part, guys who make that jump, even back at the Cruiserweight Derby before 205 Live, guys don't tend to fare that well. So, you know, it's one of those, really, but we don't have enough examples, right? It's just been Ollie and him. Um, I mean, I mean you I, can't count the Lucha House Party. I can't. I mean, You're right. We, we, we don't have a whole lot of examples, but I can go back to the cruiserweight days when someone was promoted from oh, the cruiserweight division to the 100%, 100%. U.S. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're they, right they got to prove it to me first. I got to see it before I believe they're going to do anything with Cedric Alexander. I hope they do because he's great. I mean, I, I mean, I hope yes. they do, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, and it was just weird to me that you've got and, – and by the way, you're not going to find a bigger Cesaro fan than me. I love Cesaro. Sure. 
but but like it was really weird to me that you have Cedric Alexander with all the pomp and circumstance. Then you have Cesaro come out to the fucking bar music, even though they're trying to uh, push him as a solo act right now. Bar tights, um, you know, Seamus's music interrupting his music. I just I was like, man, if you're gonna give this guy the win, like give him some something. You know what I mean? Maybe like, I don't like. I don't know. I. I... I, I maybe this is a similar argument to me with the new day. I don't really have a problem with it. It actually has. It really has elevated Cesaro. Like the, this. But the problem is they're literally saying in commentary that Cesaro is looking to get his solo career back and blah blah, blah blah. Like like he's not in the bar. Like the way that they're speaking is is. I mean, I, and, and if they change their mind if Sheamus isn't injured. Right now they're listed on two different shows, so. If, if if he's not in the bar and they're the commentary is solo 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 Cesaro fresh start all this bullshit you can't do the bar music in the bar tights like you can't I, I just I'm I'm hoping this is just a temporary thing until they have something ready for him like a because because his old music sucked let's be clear it, about no, that that's true it did and it, but it, it and it definitely smells of we just decided to do this five minutes ago this, right so so I'm hoping totally that plausible. you know he uses the bar for now and in you know, a month, he has new tights, he has new music, and it's great. I hope so. Like, man, that guy deserves it. Like, he's so good. He's amazing. There's no he, doubt about that. Picked up, I mean, I know it's Cedric Alexander, but he picked, he, he like, <laughs> he dead weight picked him up, like, from the ground. Like, I, I mean, like, we forget that he does these things because of the way he's been packaged with Seamus, which is amazing, but, like, if you remember before that, all it was was Cesaro doing these insane feats of strength and matches, like the the suplex to John Cena from the apron yeah. and things like that. You know, and, and I'd love to see him get back to some of that stuff. Look, he was a guy who I was always shocked, other than his accent, which clearly played a factor in when he's getting a yodeling gimmick and stuff like that. Oh, like God. he he should be Vince's wet dream, and it did see actually seem actually at one point that Vince was starting to micromanage him a little bit, which I took as a good sign. That, you know, he had some interest in him, but, you know, we'll see. He should be there. He should be a main eventer. He's crazy in ring. He's the strongest guy on the roster. Like, it seems like they're positioning him as a heel, but could you, could you imagine him in Samoa Joe for the United States? Like, that would be so great. I mean, you you just, you just need some heels right now. So you need to position those heels, but six months from now, could you make him a face? Absolutely. Or next week (laughs) when he's, when he's, uh whatever the fuck they have call him, him win money in the bank oh that would actually all be in. tremendous all tremendous. in all, I, I agree with that all right uh when we come back in effie joins us uh effie is awesome so i'm looking forward to this conversation and we'll talk about uh everything else going on in the world of wrestling this week i'm glenn he's aaron he's brandon this is jobbing out around here there are two kinds of chicken royal farms world famous chicken and everything else What's the difference? Royal Farms chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms.
Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark and Aaron Oster. And I'm really excited about our next guest. One of my favorite performers in the entire business, a feminist icon, the weapon of sass destruction. It is a pleasure to welcome in from Tallahassee, Florida, the one and only Effie now joins us here on Jobbing Out. Effie, it's so great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Man, and I really like that you introduced me with the song because it, it sets the tone, it sets the mood. So I read where we need to be. I read an interview that you did once. First of all, forgive me ahead of time. I'm a nerdy fan, so just like good. please. I need that. All right, we thank good, good. I read an interview that you did about coming out to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and I thought it was perfect. Which is like all we've ever known in professional wrestling is. You know, like angry, limp biscuit, um, late '90s super rage rock, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's... yeah. Well, and especially in the indies now, you know, WWE's done a little different with some of the stuff, but especially in the independents, it feels like it's just whatever hype up song they've been listening to on the radio that week, or like the worst disturbed cover bands you've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot but, of yeah, that. Yeah, the Suicide Squad soundtrack. Just put it on a loop. Yeah, not and so what I loved about what you said is that like to get into the character like as a performer, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road works for that, and that's awesome. Like that's such an awesome way of thinking, and sort of lines me up with other you know like I love that Grado comes out the Madonna. You know what I mean? Like I love all of that because it works so perfectly for what it is that you're doing. Well, and you know you bring up Grado. We're both a little weird in how we do wrestling. No, no, no. It's our own brand, and it's a very specific brand, and I I think we both kind of use these outward songs to kind of clear the palette, almost. (laughs) Everything has been so much, so much, so much, and it's sort of like, everybody take a breath. We're about to do something different. Just hold on. Reset yourself. Breathe in. We're going to get there. Here's some light Elton John that's actually (laughs) super punk if you listen to the lyrics. (laughs) Have you ever done a show with Randy Myers who comes out to At Last by Etta James? You know, let me tell you about Randy Myers. I've been watching him from afar, and Rich Bocchini, uh, formerly of WWE, does commentary for both Fest Wrestling and Defy. So I sort of got this fun relationship where I get to see all the fun, crazy stuff he does. Um, before it's even released out on the streams and stuff, because Rich shows it to me, and I'm like, I'm so enamored with him as a performer and as a human, um, and I really hope we find a way to match up together. Oh, my. I saw the one, did you see the one with the live at last performance? No. No. Okay, (laughs) so he brought out a burlesque singer, full-on opera-trained burlesque singer, to do the full thing live, and it is insane. Mm. I'm not even sure which episode it's on or when it was from. That is magic that is perfection that is anyone fun. listening out in seattle let, let's yep. get effie out there to face randy need, myers or put them in a tag make, team yeah, or need something to make it happen that needs yeah, to happen please. oh my god all it, right so beautiful so i, I need to we, your backstory is incredible like the way how you became effie the things that you've been through in your life finding this i know there's no way that we could do this in like a single two-minute answer but for those that don't know your story, can you give us the Cliff Notes version of it? Oh, the Cliff Notes version is more fun because it'll leave people, like, totally confused. I like that. Um, lived in South Carolina, went to college in South Carolina, worked for bands, played in bands, worked for bigger bands, worked for Hootie and the Blowfish, did all that kind of stuff. Was always drunk, was always partying, was always rock and roll. And then... Got to a, a point where I graduated from college. I wasn't really doing anything. I took a, a big boy job. Uh, lost myself a little bit in the drugs. 
took a lot of LSD, uh, had a spirit trip for like three days, woke up, remembered that I had met a, a man named White Trash Fred who said he trained me how to wrestle if I ever wanted to at a weird NXT show, which I was just like going to wrestling shows being aimless, you know, trying to enjoy it. And so I called this dude. I found him on Facebook and called him, and he trained me in a field in Florida for like 10 months. Every Sunday, I'd drive like two hours out to his house. We would just wrestle in the Florida sun and freaking uh, – you know, in a ring out in the field. So it was, it was a crazy journey. And then I just figured out how to start getting booked. And from there it was like, you're newly 23, you know, you're discovering yourself. I don't want anything. Sorry. We might have to edit that right there. Okay. No worries. I was, I was sending someone inside to the grocery store for me. (laughs) You know what? I actually kind of love the fact that it happened that way. We might just leave that in. Just leave it. Here's the, here's the fact. I actually, I was joking about this. I've got like nine promotions right now hitting me up. The problem, I'm jumping off topic, and this is what I do sometimes. The problem with being good at like cutting promo videos and putting out cool media and doing all this stuff is the expectation is there for everyone every time. And promotions hit me up and they're like, hey, everybody's doing promo videos. Like, we need yours. And then the show happens and I'm like the only person who's done a real promo video. (laughs) Um, So like, I've got to record them like nine at a time now. And I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week all the time and then i'm doing wrestling all over the place so i find this these moments to just like plug these promos out now and it's usually like okay here's nine promotions let's do one big run through like we're back in the crockett territory and we got to cover <laughs> yes. all the cities we're about to hit it's actually pretty great though <laughs> i mean it's I, listen I, the classics like work man right well and also how many times though have you like forgotten which one was where like how many times have you been like yeah i'll be at um defy in boulder colorado we'll see you guys there like <laughs> yeah i mean it's i have a weird brain like i don't script anything i do even like i did this short series called effing the agent where the first season was me and this guy and the second season was me and my dog and i don't script anything not the promos not any of that and i'm just sort of like the people that are around me that i find that can deal with my energy I'm like, here's what we're going to do, you know, record it, we'll, we'll make it work. And I just sort of go off and trust myself to get there. Dude, first of all, <laughs> with all due respect to fighting with my family, your biopic is going to be so much fucking better than anybody's biopic oh, and like, all of wrestling. Like, wait, it's, wait, it's Field of Dreams 2. When you were talking about training, that's definitely <laughs> the sequel to Field of Dreams. Right. No, like, I don't even know if my trainer's still alive. Like, he's just disappeared off the face of the earth. Jesus. I mean, we're talking about Was he ever alive? We don't know, but I was out in that field. I'm telling you, it was 110 degrees. It's a field. You know, we used to have to put tarps on the ring when it would rain. I mean, it was insane. And then I just started slipping into these places, man, and slipping into these shows and kind of like the Florida scene is a lot like, you know, your New York scene where like you're getting booked by who you're trained by. And nobody was booking me because I was trained by white trash friends. So I would just start making stuff up to get into these Florida indies. And so when I started popping up more and more there, people were like, where did you even come from? And I was like, don't worry about it. Just okay. get me on the show. We'll do great. I work a main event style. See you out there. Like, you just have to kind of fake it till you become it. I don't like fake it till you make it. I don't know who said it first, but fake it till you become it is like, you just have to say, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a lot of money in wrestling. I'm going to wrestle everywhere at every promotion. They're going to fly me out. And then you go, and it better happen in this time period. And I'm crazy enough to go, all right, here's what we got to do. So it's a lot of just like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make you, uh, want to bring me in and show you that I'm worth the cash to do it. Well, it's worked. It's effing worked. Like, that's <laughs> the way it is. Uh, he is effie. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Um, okay, so is it ever difficult now, like, being effie? There's almost, like, this expectation that when you show up somewhere, you are doing something 
that's so not before seen in this business that you almost like say almost you say to yourself, man, it'd be nice to just show up somewhere and like work a match and not have to come up with the next thing. Or is that part of the joy and what you find in the character? No, that's the joy. Like I'm, I'm the biggest Andy Kaufman fan. I, I maybe Magnum CK beats me a little bit, but I'm so okay. fascinated by the kayfabe of life and pushing sort of that weird fourth wall of it. You know, like do you know what I mean by like the kayfabe of life? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. You know, like how you're supposed to act in certain situations, how things are supposed to go. Like, you know, politics has a front and then there's the backroom deals and that's the secrets of it, the kayfabe of it. Everything has a kayfabe. So pushing the boundaries of like not only wrestling kayfabe, but life kayfabe is where I get that creative juice flowing. And I had an argument a little bit, not an argument. I had a conversation with Desmond Xavier a while back and he's killing it on impact, killing it everywhere. Insane performer. And I was like, man, I can't imagine the expectation put on me to be you and to have to perform these just like unbelievable athletic things every night. You know, like the stuff he does is superhuman. A no lot doubt. of those guys. No doubt. And he was like, well, I wouldn't want to be under the expectation of you every night having to just go crazy and do the crazier thing and what's next and what's next. And it was a funny sort of equilibrium of like, everybody's under their own pressure and you, you've just got to learn to sit in it and appreciate it. And so I just, I find joy in it. And, I even put it up, like I jokingly put it up on my website, that I'm for sale for $666,000, oh whatever. And you own me for a full year, but I keep creative control, and after a full year, it completely expires, no caveats. Um, <laughs> they haven't taken me up on I mean, it yet, I was, but... I wanted to bring it up. What would you do if someone actually attempted? Like, would you really... I, I get that it would be some of the most amazing performance art in the history of humanity, but yeah. holy crap, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, let me see the deposit, and and we'll make it happen. The thing is, and this sounds so cocky, and I used to apologize more for like saying things that sounded cocky, but I don't give a shit anymore. Or can I say that? Yeah, no, no, we're good. We're good. It's a podcast. And we can edit everything. Here's here's the facts of it. Like, everybody's scared of Vince, and everybody's scared of Triple H, and everybody's scared of Gabe Sapolsky, and everybody's scared of these people who run everything, right? And no one has the cojones to just speak to them like a person. Like, you've got people who are top WWE stars who are like, Sometimes I'm nervous about talking to Vince. Who gives a shit? That man wakes up in the morning, takes a poop, eats whatever weird food he eats. The only difference is he's in control of a huge company that can make you money. I get that. I get that there's fear for that. But I've also made a lot of money just doing weird shit. And I don't think people walk in there and go, here's the thing. I've successfully done this for a while. You know what I can do. Here's where we need to go to get TV ratings up. Here's where we need to go to make this product more interesting. Here's where my character can go, and here's where different things can happen. And if you don't trust me to do that, then I don't need to be here as an employee. And they're too scared to do that because it's the big chance. But once everybody gets out of there, they're like, I don't know if I could go back into that. It was crazy while I was in there. But everybody's under this spell of, well, I mean, he's done it forever. He does it so much. No one's no one's just speaking up and saying, look, hey, if you're going to bring me in, this is how we're going to do it. They're taking the NXT deals. They're taking, you know, hey, you can just do my creative because it's easier than independence. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Right now when I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week and I'm still going to the gym and I'm still taking bookings everywhere, I mean, taking a WWE schedule right now would literally be a vacation for me. Wow. Wow. I believe that wholeheartedly. Wow. You know, I'm at work every single day at 7 a.m. I work till 5.30 or 6 at night. I go straight to the gym. I come home. I cook. I go to bed. And then I wrestle. And I also find the time in there to produce merchandise. I also find the time in there to produce video content. If I could have, you know, that secondary job not being the main, you know, a big chunk of my income right now, then, yeah, I would freaking kill it. But even under the limitations, I'm still doing what I'm doing, and I'm impressed with myself. 
And and so are we, for the record. Let's make that yeah, very clear. We're pretty absolutely. effing impressed. No pun intended. Thank you. <laughs> is is there look, a moment where, where I guess, your, your mantra, your mindset really fell into place? Was there something that happened? Was was there anything that really just clicked into place? You know, I came into it with, like, a strong character vision of what I was going to do, and it's evolved, you know, in so many weird, effective ways. But when you start hanging out with guys... I, it was probably the first like WrestleMania I went to as a worker where I was working shows and I wasn't working many and I wasn't working the big ones. I was working around a little bit and you start to see how thin the line is between guys who have comfortable fed jobs, guys who are independent stars, but not making as much because they're not under that fed umbrella and how close everything is. And you sort of, you have these people in your mind that are sort of bigger than life. And you sort of see that they're just people who are along for the ride and have a job and you go, are we, are we doing the most we can do here? Are we really pushing what professional wrestling can be? Are we really pushing our art form, our sport, our entertainment that people are drawn to? Or are we just going, look, there's a comfortable way to do this, and here's how you do it, and you work for this guy, then this guy, then you fall into here, then you go here, and then you go here? Or is there something bigger that we can push this on? You know? We complain you know, a lot, but what are we doing about it? You, you bring up WrestleMania weekend, so I have to ask you something. You were yeah. part of the greatest clusterfuck this past mania. You took yeah. an interesting move from Sexy Eddie. You want to <laughs> talk about that a little bit? So at first I didn't even realize it was him. And he was like, hey, man, you know, we're, we're in the ring around the same time. I want to do this spot. I'm going to just get fully nude and um, do a moonsault on you. And I was like, oh, this must be Sexy Eddie. Okay. Because <laughs> so, that's the only guy who's going to suggest that. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally fine with it. Um, I think those moments where people latch onto you where these weird spots happen, it brings more eyes to what you're doing. And, and they'll see something stupid. And, like, I think Billy Dixon said it best. Billy Dixon's a New York wrestler who's a queer wrestler who's a really fun and exciting character. But he said to me, he goes, Effie, you're a stunt. I was like, yeah, you have to stunt a little bit these days to get them to look at you. But don't get it twisted. Like, when I'm out working a match, I'm working a Southern-style, gay, totally Blanchard old Crockett promotion. I'm a Southern ass brawling wrestler. Like there's no beating around it, but I know how to work it and I know how to stunt it. And I know how to work the character to make it so much more interesting than that. And so much more exciting for people to want to see. How do you deal? Okay. We're talking with Effie here on, on jobbing out. I want to talk about that a little bit more because it is still a big deal. Unfortunately, that you are an out gay performer, right? Like unfortunately in this business, there just aren't enough of them that it isn't a big deal that you are. How do you yeah, how do you yeah. walk that line of yes it's a I'm I'm a gay wrestler and it's a big deal and I'm out and I know that versus but I also am a wrestler and like I just want to be a wrestler like where where is the it's easy for us to sit back as like straight white cisgender idiots that know yeah. nothing and just throw things out there but like for you that's got to be a really interesting line for you to walk in this business yeah but it's also been a line that's gotten really like wide for me and. I know some people come in because, okay, he's a queer performer, or some people are turned off because, okay, he's a queer performer. Somebody tweeted at me today about they were arguing with someone that I was um, too much of a homosexual minstrel show. And I was like, good, whatever. I don't need, I don't need those people in my life. I'm a heel to that guy. Um, but the way we've seen it now, like that WrestleMania weekend, we did the LGBT uh, show, A Matter of Pride in New York City at a midtown beautiful bar, and it sold out. You know, They sold out all the tickets they could sell out for capacity in that venue. Some of the shows WrestleMania weekend didn't, but the gays turned out for, <laughs> for this big gay show. And it was such a pleasant show because we approach it a little bit differently. We know the showmanship aspect. We know that things need a little bit of a break. 
you can have a drag performance between um, matches. You know, you can have a match where you go, you know what, we'll book a couple straight people, but they're in the stripper match, and that's what they get. Um, you can have all these fun, exciting things, and also have real wrestling, like Sonny Kiss and Melina. WWE legend Melina freaking tore it down that night. That's a match you're not ever going to see anywhere else, except for, like, these gay wrestling promotions yeah. where we kind of we have our own rules. And we're like, look, we've been pushed around a lot. Now we're going to show out and show people that, like, yeah, you had us as a gimmick on your show 10 years ago, but now if you want to book us, you know, you got to meet you got to meet the expectations, sweetheart. It's cool. It's nice. It's a little bit of a power. That's cool, man. I, how... How important is it? Like, you know, I guess technically there's already been an out performer because Darren Young did come out while he's still under contract, but he didn't really get the opportunity to do anything after that point. Is that still a big deal? Or I, I just don't know anymore. Like, if this stuff matters, if you're just sort of like, hey, we're doing our own thing, we don't really give an F if there's like an out performer at WrestleMania next year. No, and no, it totally, it totally matters. Okay. And the reason it matters and the reason it's still so controversial is this. Whether you know the details or not, whether you know all the stories or not, and not just WWE, this is going back into territory days, into a bunch of different stuff. There's so much rampant homosexuality that is under the table and in the closet in the world of professional wrestling. Sure. You heard it here, folks. Okay? So if we normalize it, then all these years of, of wasting our life and hiding this stuff and doing things and bribing performers with gay stuff and making performers do stuff it's all for nothing because we lose all of that power we lose that and we're probably going to get outed too they can't have a lot of that going on that's it's an old school wrestling thing that's really getting driven out but it's still a factor and i and trust me it's still a factor um so it, it is a big deal when we can finally have someone out there who's not just oh hey i'm gay please don't fire me um right. i know i wasn't really doing anything on the roster and then right. you can take that as shady you can take it as whatever facts are facts um but to have someone who's able to go out there, like, uh, look at look at Sonya Deville right and, now. And right? I, I, I totally forgot about Sonya. I apologize for that because but, you're absolutely but right. Yeah, it's still like she's not on, on the screen, like, throwing it out there too much. And even when Finn Balor did the stuff, it was like, yeah, we'll have some gay people on the stage, you know. And, you know, Finn, he's not gay. He supports you guys. But make sure you look at these Instagram pics of his uncut dick, you know. <laughs> Hey, could we could we get less fabric on that uncut dick? The gays really like tuning in for him for some reason. Keep him smiling. Yeah, okay. You know, like a little bit of that feels like it's sort of gay baiting. And when you're making money mm. off of this and you're making money with pride flags and you're, you know, being an LGBT ally, and then it is a big controversial topic, taking fucking Saudi Arabian money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, they just murdered over 35 of their own citizens, beheaded them and, and showed them to the public. They kill gay people. They are killed and treated women so poorly for the last half century that it's incredible to me that we can look at it and go, there's a, there's a bigger issue here. There's a bigger morality issue here that money doesn't fix. And people are, you know, waking up now. They're becoming more woke. We need those gay people to infiltrate not only as performers, but in management, but in stockholdership to be able to put their foot down and go, this is absolutely unacceptable, and we're changing the way things are done. So hopefully this outsider version of, of what we're doing, that they see that we're having success. They see that we're getting booked nationally, globally. You know, they see that AAW is signing trans performers, gay performers. Yeah. Um, the pressure is really on them to make it a financial decision eventually because we know the morals aren't probably going to change. Make it a financial problem because the morals don't seem to be an issue. By the way, my, one of my absolute best friends is going to kill me over this because he is in love with Finn Balor, and he's going to feel really bad after Look, he's going to be I like, think Finn Balor's an incredible performer. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he's getting paid so much money. But yeah. guys, don't fool yourself. 
is any of the gay baiting money going to gay people? Yeah, no, I hear not. you. I hear you, dude. I completely hear you. He's gonna he's gonna be so mad because he's. <laughs> He's he's completely like it's in love. It's gonna be awkward. When we do this. Um. All right. We, oh we, no! Tell him to call me. I'll therapy him. <laughs> and give him a person to buy t-shirts from. All right. We have to talk about the 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 Lacey Evans thing. Um, Good. Talk about it. I love it. People are still tweeting me about that shit. Okay. And so like, well, he has no proof. I'm like, y'all. I don't need no proof. I know what happened. I was in the damn room. Right. And so I want to be clear about this. I, like I. I came from a place of I, I think I like Lacey Evans the performer right like I seem to have enjoyed her work. Yeah. I had not read the story until maybe a month and a half ago and some of the things that you had tweeted out, and then I said, oh, maybe I don't like Lacey Evans. <laughs> maybe I'm not the fan that I thought that I was. Well, and listen, people change. You know, this was in probably 2015. I can I can look up the show and tell you exactly what happened. But we both had been working some shit shows in South Georgia. This wasn't a shit show. This show drew. Um, and it happened at Explosive Pro in, in Georgia. I don't know if they run anymore. And I knew her from these, like, terrible shows we would work where you get, like, paid $20. And, you know, you have to set up and tear down the ring before you get your 20 And I drove in five hours to be there. So I had known her from around. Um, but we showed up. I'm in the locker room. And the booker comes to me and he's like, hey, man, we got to move you over into another room. Um, Lacey says she doesn't want her kid and she doesn't want to be around gay people. I was like, for, for for freaking real, you know, I'm in Vidalia, Georgia already. I'm not getting the warmest reception of all time. <laughs> and now I got to move all my shit. So I'm in the process of doing this. She comes in the room, says, can I use your pre-workout? And I was like, yeah, you can use my pre-workout. And I just left the situation because people were coming to me saying, oh, are you mad? Oh, are you mad that she won't be around you? And I was like, she just came into my freaking pre-workout. So it, it is what it is. It's a weird situation. I had to move locker rooms. I hope she's grown personally. Um, that's all I can say. So let, you me, know? let me ask it this way, because I again, this is this is my. It's it's nice to be. Uh, this is a privilege type of thing to say, right? W- yeah. Would you want her to apologize, or would you just sort of be like, "What the f would that matter?" You know, like no, like, no. And here's the, and it's not a "what the f would that matter" thing. I don't want her to apologize because what I want is for her to just go, "Man, maybe I made a mistake. I've yeah. made so many mistakes." And I know I put yeah. a person on blast. That's not fair to put a person on blast, but. It, it was frustrating to me, and it's my Twitter, and I can say whatever I want. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it's your experience, so, too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's your, it's your it's, life, yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah. It, it is what it is. You know, I've, 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 I've left it alone now. You know, I'm sure she's become a better person. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's teaching her daughter to raise, you know, to love everyone. And that's cool. And that's great. I hope all of that stuff is true. Yeah. I, I certainly hope all of that's true. Was was that a relatively unique experience amongst the locker room over the past few years, or or do you still get that from time to time? I used to get it more when I was working those sort of like outlaw shows in Georgia. I worked a lot in Georgia, like 2014, 2015. And obviously and a very, very friendly place for the entire yeah, like, LBGTQ. You know, in Alabama yep. doing like Continental Reunion, um, <laughs> and then working like the Possum Palace in Wausau. You know, you don't know what you're going to run into, but it's not even, what you figure out pretty quickly is this. People are not educated on gay shit. They're just not. And it's confusing to them. It goes against their morals. It goes against what their pastor told them. And they're really confused by the fact that they actually like being around me. So even if at first it takes them a while, you know, they'll even come up and tell you later, oh, man, I, you know, I know you're gay and I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't sure about that. But now I see you're a cool guy, great performer. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I mean, whatever teaches you, you know, whatever takes you to the next level of learning in life. Um, so you see some of it, but then like what it starts to turn into is 
a bunch of dudes who like are have probably had a weird feeling before and they think like okay here's a gay person i can touch his ass i can flirt with him more i can uh, you know do all this stuff and you're sort of like man i don't like being this person um but if this helps you if this is therapeutic for you to get this out of your system you know what maybe it'll make the world a better place really really just slap it wow Wow. I mean, I I feel like that's a t-shirt, uh, by the way, in and of itself. I feel like Just Slap It is a t-shirt. It probably Yeah, is. right? If it's going to help you understand the way the world works and maybe make the better place better, all right, fine, go ahead and slap my ass, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right? go, go for it. It's not going to hurt me. I mean, this is coming from the guy who laid in the middle of the ring and announced on the microphone, you can come touch my body and take customs pictures if you put money in my tr- trunk. It's great. <laughs> You're the best, dude. You are so that's, great. Hey, that's a hundred percent profit. We we have to get you up this way. We have to get you to this area. I got to talk to MCW about making this happen because, dude. Oh man, I would love to. I know they know a lot of guys I know, but look, I get it. Like the promotions that take the risk and bring me in are like super pumped. Like what I should do is do like an Amazon review of like here's people who've paid money to bring me in and yeah. they've been super pumped on it. People just get nervous, and a lot of people still think. I even did a shirt that says Effie works clean. A lot of people think I can't work a family friendly show. And Joey Ryan was even tweeting about it today. He was like, dude, kids love Joey Ryan. Dicks are hilarious. Like, they don't. <laughs> your kid is not ruined because they saw a funny dick joke. Um, your kid is not ruined from seeing Effie. I work family shows all the time. I know how to keep it PG. Uh, yeah, of course, I'm out there in fishnet panties and, and daddy trunks, but like, kids don't care. Don't give your kid that much credit. It's, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna do some goofy way, stuff. We're gonna wrestle, like, and they're gonna be pumped on it. By the way, I mean, like seriously, I'm looking at Finn Balor's dick every week on my television. Are you gonna be yeah, bothered? Like, don't right. fool yourself. If, Cur- you can, if you can show that dick in all its glory, then you can probably <laughs> let your kids watch the wrestle. And I used to get that a lot in like those southern shows too. Of like, kids would come up to me and want to meet me and want to get a shirt or want to get a necklace or want to get something, and their parents kind of had to like. All right, I guess. Like, <laughs> really, this is all you want? This is what you want? And you're sort of like, thank you. You can put the, you can put that twenty in my trunk. That's so great. <laughs> God, that's so great. All right, it's at Kill Effie on Twitter is how you follow him. Bfe.com. Yeah. What? Let's run through the plugs. What else can we plug for you? Okay, Bfe.com. Also, wwfe.com. I bought that on a whim one day for like $12 a year because I thought it was funny because it looks like WWE. And I, I really, yeah. My whole career has just been waiting for a cease and desist letter, and I've never gotten one. Or for them to try to buy it, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah that, buy it off me. Come right, on through. Buy, right. Walk buy with me. Effie. I don't know. Maybe I can help you guys. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, the Instagram, too, kill Effie, you know, because they're all trying to. Um, and then I'm just Effie on Facebook. You can find it. There's weird stuff on there. Um I also have a YouTube that nobody ever goes to, and I just kind of archive stuff there. There's a lot of weird videos. A lot. I, I'm going to end up losing days. I just already yeah. see that happening. I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's easy to get to. It's tinyurl.com slash watcheffy. It's going to be a problem. Watch it's going to be a real problem for me in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of content. Dude. That's, you talked earlier about kind of like being a wrestling nerd, being a nerd fan, right? Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. I need both sides, right? I want the casuals who just want to laugh. I need the people who want to go deeper because I promise you there's deeper meaning. Yep. We're going to have a problem. It's going to be a problem for me. Good. I'm looking forward live, to it. Live though. podcast where we kind of oh, live, uh, really live comment idea. on yeah. all the videos. Let's do that. Yeah, um, put it up on Twitch. Let's stream through for the night. 
Bro, <laughs> seriously, um, I'm such a big fan. Love everything you're doing, man. Can't uh, thank you enough for taking the time for us this week, and we'd love to do it again. And again, we will be. In, we have to make this happen where we get you either out to Seattle. We got a huge uh, listening base out in Seattle with oh, Defy. Yeah. And then uh, we'd love to have you back up this way too with MCW. Yeah, so we I was, in touch I was with up them. near Seattle for uh, Without a Cause recently, and it was super oh, awesome. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest is great. I would love to make it a bigger weekend where I could do a, a little bit more. So let's let's uh, let's expand on the Effie in the in the Pacific Northwest. You know, no doubt, man, no doubt. Effie, thank you so much, dude. Oh yeah, dude, you guys be good. Oh. <laughs> Thanks to Effie. Appreciate him taking the time for us this week. Yes, this is one new national anthem. Yeah, one Ron Killings with dance break and it's perfect obviously because everything about him is perfect and our truth is selling his own shirt on his website now um it's interesting since, since wwe won't right. sell one it's interesting how like the rules i you know i just don't know enough about that world for like how that all works and who's allowed to do what and the whole thing but uh, I'll buy it. I know that. That's the, that's the short of that. Uh, and it says our truth on it. It doesn't say Ron Killings. That's really fascinating, man. Like that is really, really fascinating. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. No, no one notices. Yeah, right. The WWE was... never comes across it. Who? Right. He's still on the roster. Right. All right. Let's... Shelton's on the roster. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. No. All right, let's wind down. Let's uh, talk about a couple things we have an opportunity to talk about that we should. Um, uh, let's start with, uh, you know, because we had talked about um, the card for Double or Nothing last week, and we had flirted around the idea of uh, Goldust versus Cody, and we got our answer that is indeed happening. Yeah, that's, it's that's awesome. Be, it's going to be awesome. The video they released with it was awesome, and... Yeah, I don't I don't know how much to say about it because like you know they're going to put everything they have into this match. Sure. And we know Goldust can still go, and we know Cody can still go, and I just have a feeling it will be a perfect like it may not be the the you know, it won't be a flashy highlight during a match, but it'll be a perfectly crafted match. Um I'll say all the things that I said last week. Awesome. Just don't let this turn into Goldust is one of your top stars in AEW. I I, ju- I just think that's a bad idea. I think he's one and done, and I, and I'm I think that's the best way to do it. And I, as I said last week, I'm not opposed to him occasionally popping up in the next year with AEW, but I would prefer that Brandon. That this this is just sort of it. Like this is his way of kind of having again. You know, you want to go do MCW, you want to go do other things. That's fine. But as far as big matches are concerned, this is kind of your farewell. Well, remember. <laughs> There, there has been no reports that he signed a contract with AEW. True. I've not read anything that no, says they, they, they definitely haven't announced it. And look, what's there for him to really do after you face Cody? Like, I, that's the right. big point. Right. right. Correct. That's I mean, and that, again, all of this is why it shouldn't happen. I just 
want to confirm it shouldn't happen. That's it. It's also a fucking travesty that this didn't happen at WrestleMania. Well, sure. And that's part of the reason this is happening now. Yeah. But um, I wasn't, I probably, I'm not going to say I wasn't going to watch All In, uh, Double or Nothing, but I didn't watch the first one. I'm not super, I wasn't super interested in even seeing what they had to do on this one, but this gets my attention. And I'll probably at least try to watch this match. Well, we'll all get together and watch it somewhere. Well, and I think okay. that I think that's sort of the point is that this is for WWE fans, like that you do something that you need to do something to get more, you know, casual wrestling fans to be interested, and and this accomplishes that. So, you know, it's a good thing. Again, I'm I'm for it. I'm all on board. Thumbs up. I, you know, I would have watched Double or Nothing anyway. Um, I did watch all in. I was excited about it. I'm I'm a little. I'm still not. I'm not to the element that Aaron is as far as my nerddom is concerned. Concerned, but I, you know, I would have been more inclined in general. And just it's great. It's great. Thumbs up. Um, that same weekend, bad news for the folks involved out in Vegas, as two of the top stars that were slated to be a part of Starcast will no longer be a part of Starcast. Yep, Undertaker and Kurt Angle, apparently WWE contacted StarCast and was like, you can't use them. I don't know what's in their contract specifically that says it. That's not in, let's say, Sting's contract. But I guess they maybe they're still classified as active performers for well, WWE. What, what I read was actually that Undertaker's um, management called, like there was an interview with Conrad where he right. said that whoever he was dealing with with Undertaker called and said, never mind. Vince isn't into it. Yeah, basically. because well, but basically WWE got involved. Whether yes, or not they got involved. Got. I don't think they called Starcast. Yeah, I think they true. just told the the performers like, mm, maybe don't do this. Yeah, which is interesting because I mean that seems to indicate that Kurt Angle and Undertaker have very you know they don't they're not on the simple legends contract because you still have Sting, you still have Mark Henry, you well, have right. a bunch of guys still going there who are affiliated with wwe well i would i would say the following i think kurt angle is obviously not on a legends contract because he's right. been performing just um there. i think undertaker is more of a like respect thing like i think he probably could say fuck you i think he's more it's more likely that he's just not going to do it because they said they don't want him to I mean, and, and I could be wrong about all this. I don't freaking know. But, like, it, it feels like he's the type that if Vince said, hey, man, I don't really want you to do that, that he wouldn't do it. Uh, it's interesting, right? Like, I, I don't and he know. knew it would piss off Vince. I don't know if he knew that because look at all the other people that have been doing it that have been on WWE TV. I mean, there was all these other people on the, the Ric Flair's been doing it and they bring him back for things. I mean, he probably maybe was just like, you know, or it's like what we said a few months ago that maybe he was a little miffed that he wasn't on WrestleMania or something and wanted to do something to get a little bit of attention and this got their attention and and uh right, they like promised said, they, they and promised he knew it was gonna a... piss him off and did it because of that. And uh I don't know. Or, or I, mean, I mean or it could be that they told him, Hey look, dude, if you really want a big payday, we'll bring you to Saudi Arabia. Just don't fucking do the stupid thing in Vegas, right? And he, by like, the way, he was already confirmed for that show when they did this. When he first uh, committed to Starcast? I mean, apparently the Saudi Arabia show had him and Brock both committed like immediately from from what I was reading. Okay. Um 
I mean, this like when they announced it, they said the Undertaker was not announced it. Whenever, but I mean, what we know of the people, at, you know, the people in charge oh, of right. Saudi Arabia, that, that, that's who they want to see. They want. No, right. I I agree right. with that, right? I I, I don't I, think there was a world in which he was never on that show. I think he. No, was, no, no. I'm not know. okay. I maybe I'm not saying that. What I would say is that I I think that the conversation would be as simple as, dude, Mark, how much do you like making fucking million and a half dollars? Because we we're gonna do this, and you're gonna make a million and fucking half dollars. Just just do us a solid and don't fucking do the Vegas thing, right? Like, I think that conversation, maybe it's not even like a respect thing as much as it's just a, bro, we'll, we'll make you your money. You know what I mean? Like, don't you fucking... You don't got to go whore yourself out cor- correct, selling autographs Correct. Or like, we'll make you your fucking money. Chill the fuck out. Settle down. Like, you're going to get your money. Everything's going to be fine. We've got big things for you. No, it wasn't WrestleMania, but like there's you're going to have a plenty of an opportunity to make good money with the WWE in in 2019 and 2020. So, just don't fucking do this thing. And, and take it a step further. Like has he even ever appeared at like Access? <laughs> so it's like he's I think never he has actually, but but definitely not this year or like in the past couple right. of years. Right. So it's like you have uh, the Undertaker, yeah. you have your own event like this that he's never done or rarely does, let's say rarely does. And then he's going to go do this other event, and it kind of looks I, bad. I danced around. Yeah, we right? talked when we like, talked about it the first time. I I said, and I'm not. This is not a it's shot. Low, it's low rent. Right. It, it's not a shot at Starcast or any you know Conrad, any of the people that are involved with it. This is the Undertaker we're talking about. This is yes. somebody who hasn't been this guy. Like he's remained in this elevated. It's a big fucking deal when you see the Undertaker world, right? And that's not a knock at Ric Flair. It's not a knock at any of these other guys. But we've seen these other guys whore themselves out plenty of times, right? Ric Flair, at this point, if you offer him $50 to come stand in front of your football team, he will probably come back. <laughs> so, like, it's still a big fucking deal. Holy shit, that's The Undertaker. Despite the fact that, like, the truth is, we don't really want to watch The Undertaker wrestle. We don't really want to watch him doing anything. We just want to see The Undertaker still exists. We, we don't want to see Mark Calloway. We don't want to see him turn into Mark Calloway. Correct. So... In that context, it felt low rent because he's one of the few guys that has managed to keep this level of appeal. Kurt Angle does not fit in that category, right? Like, Kurt Angle has showed up at plenty of minor league baseball games over the years. You could see Kurt Angle just about anywhere for a long time. So he does not have that cachet. So I, I did not feel the same way about Kurt Angle doing it that I felt about The Undertaker. The Undertaker specifically, uniquely, it felt low rent for this for where he stands in the world of pro wrestling. I agree. Well, then there yeah. we go. How about that? We actually finally found something. I like that. I, I, I do like how they quickly went out and uh, they're bringing over Kenta Kobashi for like the second time in the history. He's coming to the United States and Tom McGee of all people. That was kind of interesting to see them pull well, do those Do you see what they're out. doing with Tom McGee? Yeah, doing the Bret Hart-Tom McGee thing. It's great. Him and Bre- Tom McGee and Bret Hart are going to talk about that match uh, so good. The famous. I, I wonder. I wonder, that's I wonder if they'll show it. Oh, that's pretty good. Because yeah, because it, it, it recently. Said gonna, I think they said they're going to show got, it and talk about it, right? It, it, well, it recent. No one's seen it. It's recently been uncovered because it was one of those matches. You know, it was at a house show or whatever. It happened and it got buried somewhere. Glenn, and you know it, what we're it, talking about? No, I don't know anything about it. Okay, so there's so Tom McGee was supposed to be the next Hulk Hogan. Right. He's this bodybuilder. Right. He was supposed to be the next big thing. There was a match. I don't know if it was necessary. It it wasn't on TV anywhere. It but might it was have filmed. 
yeah, it was supposed it might have supposed to be on it, but it never aired. I think it was supposed to be his tryout match or something. Yeah. Or, or like like basically they were filming this match just so like the brass could look at it and see how he's doing or whatever. And and uh, Bret Hart put Tom McGee over at this this is the late eighties, this is probably 87, 86, 87, somewhere around there. Uh and, and, it's and supposedly apparently, like a five star match. It not a five it, because Brett was ca- like so visibly carrying him, but apparently right. it looked so good that Vince was like, "That's my next world champ." After they <laughs> right, came right. back, huh. and because no one has seen it other than, and the only time we really hear about it is Brett talking about it because he wrote about it in his book. This has become like a legendary mass uh, match. And about a month ago, someone just found it in like a tape in on on a VCR like their sister had or something like that. because no she was she w- did something with Brett a long time ago, and so it's there, it's out there, and people are just waiting. Okay, when do we get to see this legendary match? All right. Well, this dope. Like, I mean, this that's dope, and it sounds cool. And for wrestling, for, again, for the casual it, person, it's a wrestling nerd. Thing. Right. Exactly. It, it, right. And it's such a wrestling nerd thing that apparently there's two matches. Yes. And the the one the one that everybody wants to see often gets um, uh, often you know like a, someone tries to put over the other match as that match to sell a tape or something. So so it's it's even it's even that nerdy where like people have seen a match with those two and been like that's not the match. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. That's fascinating, yeah. man. Well, that's cool. So now I want to see it. Right. Yeah, now uh, everybody wants to see it. No, it's a cool thing, man. Like I'm I'm not knocking that in any way. That's dope and fucking congratulations to everybody at Starcast for making that shit happen. That's Oh shit, did the Caps lose? Uh it's in double overtime right now. Yeah. My strip I'm watching on my iPad right now because no, I, I don't I, have a TV in this room. In, oh, they're, they're just in, showing the highlights. Yeah, so. Okay. Sorry. I, I saw them score, and I was like, oh, my God. I was going to say, I didn't think double we're, overtime. We're taping on actually. Thursday night for those that were one, or Wednesday night, whatever the fuck this is. All right. Um, uh, let, let's uh, real quick, uh, the CM Punk thing. Uh, yeah. It, it was him. Like, are we are, – do we? It was him. Yeah. I, I And I saw a close-up, like, that you can see the, the eye hole is pretty big. If it's not him, it's, like, his brother. So, oh my god, they've got people zooming in on the fucking Oh, of course they do. Right. <laughs> well, so there's so obviously there was the, the biggest two things is one like him telling ESPN a few years ago that if he were ever to return to wrestling, this is the exact way that he would go about returning to wrestling. Um literally the exact way that he would do it. Yes, a, a ninja in wrestling, my right. friends, and, in a high school gym. And yes. then to someone who was it that's like friends with CM Punk that laid out the idea that it was more like a um Oh god! It wasn't the first time, is what he, is what right, someone said. Right, right. Well, no, that was one. But then somebody else laid out the idea that it's a uh, an Andy Kaufman thing, where it wasn't always Andy who was playing. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the character that I can't come up with? Tony Clifton. Thank you, Tony Clifton. It wasn't always Andy that was playing Tony Clifton, which yes. is why Tony Clifton showed up again after Andy Kaufman died. Right. Um, so there was like, I, I again, whatever you know what I mean. Like if it was. I actually think it's really dope. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think yeah. it's really dope if that's what he wanted to do. And I, I was sort of making fun of him last week without realizing like how fucking big he might be in the comic book world. Um, but props to fucking CM Punk if that's just what he if if he's done it before, if he just wants doing it to do it that way, and it's a cool thing and kind of an inside joke between he and his friends. Like, bro, good for you, man. Like, that's that's cool as shit. Um, I'm sure some big wigs in the wrestling world are making fun of him behind his back. Who fucking cares? That's awesome. God bless you for doing shit that you want to do. A high five. I got nothing negative to say about it. 
you know, hopefully it's a sign that he's getting the bug a little bit more. I kind of like I I'd almost if this is what he's doing would rather that not be the case, right? Well, like, I, I don't I don't necessarily want him to come back full time, but like if he if, if this is the bug that's like, all right, I want to get out and I want to wrestle in a high school gym, right? And it doesn't even even have to be a CM Punk; it can be as the ninja, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Like he won't ever be CM Punk again, but like we'll all kind of know it's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just like the Tony to Clifton thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm and just... then they pull off his mask and it's Baron Corbin. Yeah! <laughs> you know what? Let's end there. Brandon, what's coming up at Ramshead Live? <laughs> oh my god, I can't even think. Uh, we've got the Wallflowers on August 23rd, which we've been talking about a lot. Um, Glenn made me feel self-conscious when he didn't know who any of the bands By the were way, that I mentioned I, last no, week. You know what, though? So like, I'm going to think of uh, no, Black Label Society on May 13th. Yeah, 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 white people like them a lot. You know what? I, I did not realize how fucking wrong – not wrong because I never said a negative word about any of this. I just was dumb, right? I When you kept telling me about how big Lizzo was and I was like, yeah, yeah like I feel like maybe I've heard of her, I – you obviously were one billion percent correct about that. She's the biggest fucking star on the planet. It's unbelievable what a big deal Lizzo is. She's about to sell out two nights at the Anthem yeah, in D.C. They put up too. the first one. After the pre-sale, they announced the second one because the pre-sale was so strong. So like, we're very fortunate to have her at the size of venue that we have. Obviously, you don't um, need to sell any more tickets to that. No, my um, show sold out. Yes. But, um, definitely go see her if you get the chance. It's she's going to be the biggest star of the entire year. And you know, um, and you music. know that you know. And that, I told you that, and you had no idea. Who well, she I just was. didn't know who she was because I'm an idiot and I'm old. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's fine. And the funny thing being, I know I had heard the Juice song like probably a billion times, and just this is where I am now. Where if I don't like do any research on something, I'm like eh, I know that song, but like who does the um. Uh, this, this sweet but she's psycho song that's like massive. Ah, guess it, guess what? She's playing Ramshead Live. Her see? name is Ava Max. Thank you. I've heard and that song. And she's playing Ramshead Live on June 27th. This is exactly part of our Z104 uh, concert series. This is what I'm talking about. I have heard that song a billion times. I probably sing it in the shower sometimes, but I had no idea who Ava Max was. And you were talking about her a week ago. It's just where I am in my life at this point. Like, I, I accept that lot in life. I know now that these are huge fucking stars, and it's an incredible <laughs> coup that you have gotten them to come to Ram's Head Live. Uh, high fives all around. God bless. I will be at the Wallflower Show. <laughs> One more thing. Have you listened to Pup yet? Oh, no, but I, you were talking about them. I do need to, I do need to listen. And enough people that I, that I respect are into them, and I need to listen to them. September 13th, they're playing Ram's Head Live, and they just put out one of my favorite records of the year. Uh, so definitely check those guys out. And then I'll give a little shout out to our, uh, our friends at power plant live. Cause I also help Ooh, book their yeah. calendar. Yeah. Um, taking back Sunday is playing there on okay. September 20th. It's part of their 20th anniversary. So they're going to play all the old stuff, but there's another and one that we're going to. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yep. yep. There's a bunch of other stuff. Just check out oh, ramsadlive.com. Get the full calendar. We're going to 98 degrees. That's oh, happening. Right. That's happening. We July are July twenty sixth, I we're believe. Oh, and two weeks before Backstreet Boys are coming to town. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to the Hershey Backstreet Boys show. Oh, by the way, I'm going to the Backstreet Boys show, but I think I'm going to the Hershey one, not the Verizon Center one. Why have not guys, both? Have you guys ever seen the clips of um 
One Tree Hill with Nick Lachey on it. I have. I used. To, well, I was a dedicated watcher of uh, the soup. The soup. Yes. So you know exactly what I'm talking. Yeah. Stay out of it, Nick Lachey. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> it was perfect. Wait, wait, wait. We we got to talk about this DC thing. You're what? coming to DC, Backstreet Boys. I the, the ticket prices were uh, like insane for that show. Let, 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 let me work on that. Okay. Like, if you, I might yes. be able to. How okay. many do we need? Um, my wife doesn't like if I take her to the Hershey show. She like if it's a problem, then I'll just take my wife to the Hershey show and I'll go with you guys to the the DC show. She would like to go. Aaron, do you need to bring significant other? Um, I think it's a situation where she wouldn't mind going, but she doesn't have to. Or would go. this be like the most ridiculous man trip ever? I oh, would, <laughs> we remember this was <laughs> part of the, the plan for Aaron's bachelor we, party. We almost went all, time. we almost went on my bachelor party yeah. to see the Backstreet Boys. Like I, this is not shtick. I fucking love the Backstreet Boys. By the way, um, did you did you see the over the weekend? So my company owns Coachella, and um, oh. uh, the last oh. two weekends were Coachella. Uh, I I saw the in sync both thing. weekends. NSYNC played during Ariana Grande's yeah, set. I saw that. And now there are rumors that they're going to tour as a quartet without Justin Timberlake, which I don't love, but the Where songs... Would, okay, hang on. This is the question. What venues are they playing? I would guess probably like mid-level I would arenas. not. I would not, like, go to, I would not go to the Capital One Arena to see yes. NSYNC without I'd go to, Justin. I'd go to the Anthem. Yeah, like 100%. Yes, I agree with but, that. But maybe like... Uh, pay, whatever the Patriot, Patriot Center is called yeah. now, Eagle Bank. Yeah, maybe. I could see like that size of arena. Oh, maybe. if they played UMBC, I'd be fucking all in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would be all I, in. Here's the thing, man. I think surprisingly, that is going to maybe no, do a lot better than we yeah. would give it credit for. No, it will. So it probably right. is going to be. Although, and I don't think they're dumb enough to throw them out there by themselves. It probably would be say, like it, a pretty. It did- Significant right, it package. depends on who's with them. It might be them in Ava Max, for example. <laughs> what if it's them and New Kids on the Block? <sighs> New Kids on the Block and Belle Boob DeVoe. Look, I, this is gonna, I'm in. By the way, if it was them and Boys to Men, there wouldn't be a number that I wouldn't be willing to spend. <laughs> That's if, 100% possible. I mean, like, all if, these guys out there like that, they're all packaging up Yep. because um, they're smart. And um, the shows are all doing really well because nostalgia is at an all-time high. Them and popularity. Weedus. Oh, yes. Give me that show immediately. All right. At Brandon Linton on Twitter. Give him a follow there. Uh, Aaron. I am on Twitter at the AOster. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. I'll be at AwesomeCon this weekend. Like I said last week, I will be uh, doing panels with uh, Mike Coulter and Theo Rossi, both from Luke Cage. And because some people didn't get this, yeah, Steve Borden is Sting. Did WWE Hall of Famer Sting. Who didn't know that? So yeah, that. that's the other guy I'm interviewing. Who did, wait, whoa, whoa. Who did not know that? Name? My dad. Oh, okay. Well, that's Are you sure it's not Jeff Farmer that you're interviewing? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I, I'd do that panel in a heartbeat. I can't believe your dad still listens, by the way. All of the things know, that right? we say on this show. Good for him. All of the like awful, like I talked about jerking off to a picture of Kurt Angle. I can't believe your dad still listens to this show. Yeah. My God, good! It's one of those things. He brings something up. I'm just like, why do you listen to this? Oh, no doubt. That is that is a. I mean, like God. Bless, no, I'm, I appreciate it, but like God bless. He's like, and what's up with that asshole with cancer? <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! Is he gonna die yet? What the hell? <laughs> why is he still on this show? <laughs> All right. Um, I keep asking myself the same thing. Uh, yeah. Well, that, we might need you per- permanently after this week if AJ gets signed. Ah. Well, I mean, I, I think you're going to keep around, keep you around anyway. But yeah. Well, I can <laughs> fill in the yeah. third seat. He, he gets upgraded yeah. from the fourth seat to yeah, the third right? seat. 
Um, anyway, uh, yeah, AwesomeCon. It was AwesomeCon.com in order to find out more. Yes. Okay, very good. All right, uh, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Good luck to AJ this weekend. Thanks again to Effie for joining us. For Aaron Oster, for Brandon Linton, and for the main event, Vent, 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 Vent,